know we all love the episodes where I start out talking before the show actually gets underway, but um, I do feel like I need to jump in here and, first of all, offer apologies for the tardiness of this episode. I know that when we get into this in a second, some of these um, segments are going to be a little bit outdated. We might even have a shutdown conversation partially in here. Um, but we did experience some some rookie technical difficulties that we haven't experienced for about a year and a half so we have literally been fighting with this episode and trying to get it get it at least listenable um so in the same regards the first half of this show we i we recorded it separately mitch and i tackled the first half frank and i tackled the second half for the first half of the episode um you're gonna notice an echo mostly on Mitch's track but definitely in the conversation between Mitch and I we did our best to get to to minimize that echo as as much as possible but there is definitely still it's still there slightly um so if you can tolerate that that's awesome if not Frank comes in about an hour and 20 minutes into the episode I believe I don't have the notebook in front of me with the timestamp. Another rookie mistake, you know, we like to do that, but, um, but yeah, we will, uh, we'll jump into this now. Members of Congress, the state of our union is strong. An economic miracle is taking place in the United States, and the only thing that can stop it are foolish wars, politics, or ridiculous partisan investigations. If there is going to be peace and legislation, there cannot be war and investigation. It just doesn't work that way. We are continuing to follow the reaction for uh, President Trump's State of the Union address last night. The president called for unity while discussing a wide-ranging list of policy matters, including immigration, abortion, and national security. It all comes as another government shutdown looms less than 10 days away, unless lawmakers are able to come to an agreement on border security funding. Devil's Advocate Podcast is an opinion talk show and is the attempt of a few friends to have a reasonable conversation about current events without the vitriol that we've become accustomed to in today's modern political climate. TDAP is what happens when a few normal people sit down and discuss the week's top stories by having a rational and somewhat entertaining conversation. The goal of TDAP is to provide a forum for the listener to hear multiple perspectives on a myriad of topics instead of being bombarded with the same one-sided debates that we commonly get from news and media organizations. It is hosted by Brandon Condit, Mitchell Hernandez, and Franklin Everhart. Tonight, we renew our resolve that America will never be a socialist country. Thank you, God bless you, and God bless America. Thank you very much.
right, so this is gonna be uh, this is gonna be an interesting one. I got Frank. I got Frank canceling on me five minutes before the show. Oh my show. fucking god, dude, Frank. Frank. <laughs> Frank. Um, no, he'll be here later in the show though. So, but we're, we'll start out, knock out the first half of this of Mitch, and uh, first of all, and then I start. will disappear into the ether. Into the ether, but not without me getting one of my rest of the week segments in on this on this little. We're gonna end oh, yeah. this segment differently, yeah, because I want to fight. Um, <laughs> so, so obviously we're gonna start fucking around with the music now. It's 2019. I said we were gonna do some some changes. That's one of them that I've wanted to do for a while. So I don't know if this is gonna stay the new the new music, but we're gonna fuck around with it for a little while and kind of see see where we get with that. Um, yeah. we're going to do some other format changes in 2019 too, but we'll save those for we're getting, later. Um, we're getting crazy. Yeah. We're, we're getting nuts. Real um, crazy. So speaking of Frank and shitting on people when they're not here, there are a couple of people, <laughs> actually anybody that was listening, not intentionally unclosely, um, noticed that there was quite a, quite an editing error um in the last episode which is great sometimes we like to leave those shits in just for you guys to uh just get for you guys to make fun of us <laughs> we did we did get some fun feedback on on those so shout out to the people who shouted us out um tj and christina and friend of the show dan um way to be dan yeah, yeah way to be dan and also TJ. And if you want, you can listen to <laughs> myself and TJ and Frank and Tyler um, on another podcast here available on the network. Um, I don't trust that out. Tyler guy. Everyone else sounds cool, though. Yeah, Tyler. He's the he's the can't trust that guy. Ball. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. So check out. You can also check out Body Slam um, on iTunes and wherever wherever you can find this one. You can find that one as well. So. You want to get into some shit? It's been a couple of weeks since we since we sat down and recorded, and um, the state the State of the Union has finally happened after the hostage taking of the ceremony and all that back and forth bullshit. So, yeah. what did you what did you think of the State of the Union? So I happened much like the election 2016, where I was in a very uh, specific state of mind. Um, I was in a very unique state of mind when I watched this State of the Union address. Um, I thought I had the stomach flu. I don't know if I actually did or if I just it was, it was just stormed Donald myself. Talking. <laughs> it was. I might have perfect stormed myself by oh, taking way too many antiacids and then eating some bad beef jerky and just <laughs> fucking my system. <laughs> it was terrible. I was positive I had the flu, but no one else got it, and I was fine after a day and was like, I think I just fucked myself. However, this is the mindset I was in as I turned on this State of the Union and feverishly watched it. I usually Um, feel like I ate bad beef when Don talks to. (laughs) Can't trust those beef sticks, yo. I'll tell you. But when it came to the State of the Union, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was kind kind of cookie cutter. Um, now everyone knows, cause we've been documenting the fucking drama leading up into it is, you know, I figured it was going to be a little bit more showdown, but he went the route that he kind of needed to go, which was, Hey guys, let's all come together and hold hands. And like, yeah, yeah that's what you need to do when you fucking lose the house to the <laughs> blue ripple yeah. or whatever the fuck you say. 
like, <laughs> like well, you can't come like, out here and be like fucking playing war pigs and headbanging down the aisle. Like you need to fucking, right? You know, suck your shit up and and you know hand out some olive branches. And he did. There was a lot did in that, that in his State of the Union that was geared kind of more towards Democrats. So you think that? Well, yeah, that's that's Stephen Miller right there, writing his speeches. <laughs> In I fact, there was, was, uh, there, was quite, there was quite a bit of – well, no, Stephen Miller actually writes his speeches. So, <laughs> um, But, no, it was it was very much targeted at Democrats. It was – but the, isn't that the whole thing now? It had the to state be, of, yeah. the, the State of the Union, no matter who the president is, whether it's Trump or Obama or Clinton, Bush, whatever, like – now it's kind of used as this marketing tool to embarrass the other side. It's what can I say yeah. so that the cameras can pan to them sitting on their hands, right? Yeah, like, and, and, and they, you had those moments, but I think this State of the Union had a lot more moments that were geared towards making them cheer. And then it was kind of like, holy shit, they're not cheering. And most of the time they did. It was just a couple people, you know, the um, – Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez being coached, I thought was hilarious. I don't know if you noticed that throughout the thing. I did. Like, and I, can't, I, watched, I couldn't figure I, out who, she was, you. who was coaching I, her. I watched the Cliff Notes version of it. I watched like probably You should have watched the whole version. I watched 45 minutes of highlights and whatnot. So it's I'm basically the whole <laughs> basically the whole thing. Less some clapping, but yeah, um, you cut out some of the, you know, the the nice feel good stories that but everyone that's, likes. That's kind of the no. Actually, I was kind of disappointed because quite a bit of what I watched was those feel good moments. Oh, and I was like, man. man, I want you missed like, a lot. They, then. they were fine. I just wanted more policy, so I that's why I went to the second video because I was like, dude, yeah. what the fuck was that? That was just a bunch of fucking war veterans and ice agents. <laughs> and, um, so I've got a list here. This is coming from uh, website VOA. So if anyone knows what the fuck that website is. You can tell me if I was uh, horrible for choosing it or not, but it's got Pro- six. Probably all of my sites yeah. over here are actually verified, reputable sites. I just throw that out there. <laughs> it's VOA News, and it came up when I searched. And apparently, my new search engine is Yahoo. Don't know how it got changed from Google, but now it's Yahoo. So I don't trust it. But regardless, let's go ahead and read it. So it's got six highlights. I thought I'd just go ahead and read uh, each one, and then we can kind of talk about how Weird. we thought I- about it. I've got six highlights from USA Today, too. Let's compare. Oh, shit. Here we go. So I've got President Trump offered a litany of his administration's economic and regulatory successes. We saw this quite a bit during last year. That's whenever the economy was red fucking hot and there was basically nothing bad to say about it. And he had both chambers of Congress, so he was just big dick walking the whole fucking way. Uh, Creating the hottest economy anywhere in the world and making the U.S. uh, the number... Okay the number oil and natural gas provider. I think they mean number one, but cautioned that political fighting and congressional and federal investigation in his administration could shatter the momentum. That was a really fucking weird moment. Like that probably was the biggest weird moment out of it. And he just kind of like called for everyone to stop investigating him basically. Yeah. And it was really fucking weird. Like that's the the only, (laughs) and to go into history to dip our toes into the fucking history banks here. The only time a president has done that, like coming to a State of the Union and said, like, hey, stop fucking investigating me, I believe was Richard Nixon the year he resigned. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> doesn't bode well there. That's uh, not something you want to see. It was just one line, but it was, the, to me, that was the biggest highlight. That was very fucking weird that he said that. 
It also, it also your brain rhymed. is probably not that weird, it, but it also rhymed, and that made it even weirder. If there is going to be peace and legislation, there cannot be war and investigation. investigation. Like, <laughs> I wonder what, what was, other who is uh, I wonder Simpson, what other Johnny Cochran's they tried before they set <laughs> before they landed on that one. I know, like, yeah, what no, rhymes with collusion? What rhymes with collusion? <laughs> it was weird. I forgot all about the rhyming scheme, but that was that was good. Um, was it Johnny Cochran? Was that OJ's lawyer? We don't we don't deal with collusion or Russian prostitution. Is that? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just working just working on things over here. Spitballing. Sorry. There you go. Spitball it. Go, go, go ahead. <laughs> we'll get P tapes in here at some point. Right. So, but yeah, that was that was the weirdest moment. So, and it came very odd. He kind of segued it as. Here's everything that's really good that's happening, which, again, I agree with for the most part. The economy is doing well, um, at least for right now. It, we are seeing a bit of a slowdown, but we were always going to see a bit of a slowdown. We need to have more infrastructure if you want to keep building that, um, which we're not seeing. Which, which uh, he, he did, did bring about. that up again. Yeah, he, he did bring it up again. But let's go to the next point here. It says the president argued once again that the latest wave of illegal immigration crossings into this bo- uh, country has created a crisis along the U.S.-Mexico border. Uh, blah, blah, blah. He's saying he's pressing Congress to provide $5.7 billion, which we know did not happen. Um, yeah, so basically he made his, his play again for the wall. And uh, I'm sure we'll talk about that in a moment. So we probably don't need to touch on it too much here. Right. Um, but he did. There was a good chunk of that change in the speech that was dedicated to this is a national emergency and all that shit. Right. Uh, Trump renewed his call for one point five trillion in new spending on infrastructure. There it is. And the coming yep. decade to repair and replace the nation's crumbling roads, bridges and grids, which grids. And uh, he was vague as to how the new projects would be funded. Hmm. We're going to see a couple other people in Congress who are very said, vague on how things will be funded in a moment. He, he said uh, his uh, previous. He said both parties should be able to unite for for great rebuilding of America's crumbling infrastructure. I know that the Congress is eager to pass an infrastructure bill, and I am eager to work with you on legislation to deliver new and important infrastructure investment including investments in the cutting edge industries of the future this is Bullshit. not an option this is a necessity sorry just wanted to I'll say it again. To get him in there bullshit yeah no all that's fine and that's great and it sounds good but that part that just is total bullshit is that they were eager they're not fucking eager they haven't the, lifted a finger on this no you and know the, that was supposed to be the next thing that they were going to do and now to be fair they've been too busy with investigations and uh, the democrats have and republicans have been too busy with their tax reforms which they <laughs> actually did enact but still like both sides were supposed to be very gung-ho about this goddamn infrastructure bill even the fucking progressives were gung ho about the fucking infrastructure bill, and none of them moved a goddamn muscle. Yeah. So no. Congress yeah, likes I'm, Congress, and really, dude, the American government, no matter what position, they like to talk. They, that's yeah. Well, shit, yeah. they like to spend too. So you think they'd get on top of it? But, yeah. <laughs> but this apparently, is true. they just don't fucking want to do it. Here's the thing. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna sneak this one in here because we've touched on like two or three bullet points briefly and it's i can tell at this point that it's going to be a recurring silent thought if i don't put it out there this whole part go on (laughs) (laughs) this so this whole speech to me is very teleprompter very doesn't move the needle 
do you feel that when you like when you're reading the quotes and when you're when you're watching it like yeah it's kitschy and the bipartisanship is cute and bullshit because we know as soon as they leave that room like they're back to doing the same shit that they do yeah i think that does this move the needle for anybody no, and, and I think that it has in the past. I think that when you looked at Obama and George W. Bush and uh, fucking Bill Clinton, when they gave their State of the Unions, I feel like it had more weight because yeah. one thing that they didn't do was fucking lie. So, so yeah. they, well, would bend, they would spin and they would bend the truth, and we see them do that you know, constantly. Right. But it was kind of generally accepted that if you were going to say something, you might have to look, dig deep for the spin, but it wasn't going to be an outright lie. And right. we can't say that under Trump because he no. does outright lie. Well, and so the other even thing, though, too, is that it's – It cheapens you, everything that he's saying that's correct, and that's well, what sucks. Well, when you, you have a guy, too, who is like a fighter, that's what his – that's kind of his shtick, right? Is that like, yeah. oh, if you if you punch, I punch back twice as hard twice or whatever. Twice as hard. Um, the problem with that is that that makes that puts everybody in a corner, right? Like you've got your people that are for you and you have your people that are against you. And so like it makes it hard when you got a guy that stands up there is like we need to come together. Like what? Where yeah. who the fuck is this guy talking? <laughs> Where has this guy been since you've been on TV? He was again, it was big dick walk and he had both fucking houses and he had the house and the Senate. He didn't have to fucking do shit. Now he kind of has to. Uh, and Democrats are not having it. We all like, need to come un- together and not investigate me. <laughs> That's the bottom line. I do. Again, I do think that they're getting bogged down with the investigations. The Democrats have not done anything productive. Um and that's fine. No. You can investigate the things that are worth investigating, but you know damn well all the investigations they've opened up are fucking stupid. Most of mm-hmm. the investigations. I'm not going to say all the investigations, but a lot of them are stupid. When they're investigating his, what was it? Um the RNC fucking lunch commission or something like that. I was like, dude, stop. You're fucking embarrassing yourselves. That shit's stupid. They're just yeah. doing it to do it. But again, 2016, Brandon, investigate everything. They That's took fine. Your word for I'm it. still like, I'm, I'm happy letting you say what you say and knowing that like probably in the future, you're going to have to fucking respond to it again. So, so <laughs> That's fine. If they ever see, find anything, then we'll be we'll, we'll, we'll see go where down the chips road. fall. So yeah, but so far they've got a whole lot of squat. Right. So that's fine. Yeah, but again, I think the Democrats you can't are getting, see my eyes rolling over here because we're not in the same yeah, room. Yeah, but you can't, that doesn't matter. I got my eyes open. It's just in a dark room. <laughs> so anyway, with that, I think the Democrats are setting themselves up for failure. But that's fine. It, it's not. It's not going to be hard. I'm going to say this a different way. It's going to be hard to fail against Trump come 2020. I don't see that happening. But again, I, no one saw that happening the last time. So we'll although I don't know, well, and we, I probably won't get into this with you too much because I'll save it for the for the for the tail end of the show. But like, man, the Democrats didn't learn shit from the 2016 Republican primary. Like, what the fuck? How many are we at? Twelve now, as of today, and like yeah, but it was that's how it was the last time. I mean, again, the the Republicans are always good at putting out a lot of fucking candidates. It just happened to be a cultural moment. But that hasn't always been like a lot. Used to be like six or eight, right? Like it, it would whittle down, but it I wasn't always, fucking twenty. 
I remember back watching in 2008, they had a fuck ton, and I know for a fact they had just as 20, if if not well, more. Well, in 12, they in had 2016. Uh, or not 16, 2012, because in that's 12, when I really I'm started watching sure, the primaries. I'm pretty sure that it was 17 for 12 and 16. I'm okay, because it was all a fucking lot. Like Rick Santorum, and we, I mean, fuck, we wrote a song about all those motherfuckers. Yeah. And some of them had already dropped out at that point. There was a lot of verses. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's good. Uh, the only time it fucks you is whenever there's a cultural moment, like when Trump comes out of nowhere and just or fucking Bernie runs Sanders, the gauntlet. Or Bernie Sanders, for real. Like, it comes down to the whole argument of, like— Yeah, they don't do have you, their superdelegates this time around. Well, do you really represent the party that you're asking for financial support hey. for? Like, because have you listened to Camilla Harris, Cory Booker, uh, Gillibrand? They are all turning into socialists really goddamn quick. I'm a so Joe Biden. I think he absolutely does represent. He has not said anything yet. So I know, but you know, until he, he does, I don't. I don't know if he will. He didn't last time. Save us, Joe. <laughs> this this is madness, man. He's gonna come. No, he's gonna come give everyone a creepy, creepy back rub. No, I don't. You think fucking they... defend Trump. Like, literally every moment of the show. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Joe's going to grab you by the pussy. You got to look out. You got to look out for that guy. But, no, I, I don't think they're fucking up at all. I think that they're going to be – I think they need to have that process. They lost a lot of good faith during the last primary, and they have to win over their own fucking party. Now they, but they they've, have, got, they've the work offered done up for so them. many bad fucking choices so far. Like That's – yeah, and – We'll get into that a little bit later with some of these other candidates that I think could help help right the ship because yeah. we're spiraling out of control on both sides at this point. But we'll so, get into that. We'll do yeah. we'll do this next point here for the State of the Union. We like to do little caveats every now and again. <laughs> every uh, now and again, like every <laughs> other sentence. You know, when when the when it just hits when it comes up. So Trump announced a national commitment to ending the transmission of the HIV virus by 2030. Uh, to combat the spread of AIDS in areas and populations most susceptible to the potential lethal disease. Uh, I didn't realize it was still a big thing. I don't know if it is, but it seemed like everyone was excited when he said it. Well, it says right here, an estimated 1.1 million people had the te- uh, had the tra- sexually transmitted disease in yeah, 2015. You, That's a little bit older. When you say One million that, is not that, everybody, that much. Everybody was on board. Like It's hard to sit on your hands when you're talking about... Get yeah, rid of curing AIDS diseases. <laughs> like, like no, yeah. fuck this HIV. guy. Fucking yeah. sun kiss tang in a fucking on a podium. I'm not voting for your disease saving. <laughs> anyway. And I know they've made a bunch of strides with it. Uh, so I mean, 1.1 million is a lot of people. I mean, what's the population at right now? Is 325 million? I think it's gone down a little bit. Um. But that's still a good amount of people, so that's good. I don't think anyone was upset with him for doing that. Uh, Trump once again vowed to slash the cost of prescription drugs for many Americans. Last week, the U.S. Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar issued a Medicare rule that would help alter pricing structures and uh, hold down drug costs and reduce out-of-pocket payments by encouraging pharmaceutical companies to pass discounts directly to patients and bypassing the middleman. Uh, I'll believe that when I motherfucking see it. Yeah, no yeah, it's just, nope, that shit's been exploding just like everything else in this country. Um, so it, it's a nice thing to say. Let's see how it actually ends up ends up working. Right. Uh, Trump contended that if it hadn't been for him, the U.S. would be at war with North Korea now. 
I get what he's trying to say here. Instead, he said he would be meeting with Kim Jong-un. I think what he's referencing is this, um, and I've referenced this on the on the show a couple times before because I saw this same interview, where uh, you had Barack Obama, and when it was transitioning, they said, you know, what are the biggest things, uh, you know, you famously said what keeps you up at night before, and I think the, the last time he said it was um, Yemen or Afghanistan or something like that. Uh, and they said, you know, what keeps you up at night now knowing that Trump's going to come into it? And he said, North Korea. He's going to have to figure out a solution to North Korea within his first couple of years or there's or there could be a war. Which you guys that was still his, think that he's done for some reason? I absolutely think he's done that. But, again, so that's what I think he's referencing here is that, well, Obama said there'd be war. <laughs> and he didn't really say that. You know, he just said that, listen, it's going to have to be addressed because you know, that's the though, way it's there's trending. like. It, there's only really not war because he was like, yeah, I'll just look over here. <laughs> no, I'm still completely believe that Kim Jong-un just understood that Trump will do it. Trump will fucking nuke yeah, They're still making not, fucking missiles. They haven't shut up. anything down. We didn't put any, like, they have, put any limitations on anything they could do. We literally had a photo out. Yeah. That's what we had. Again, yeah, but we got to see where where that's going to go. So they're going yeah, to the next but round of saying talks. that we're saying that we're not at war now as a result of trending. Donald Trump showing up and shaking somebody's hand is really just him yeah. looking the other way. We are not on their dick now. <laughs> well, we weren't to begin with. I mean, we're still doing the same things. We're watching them doing all of that. And they have said that they've seen some positive changes. They also say that it looks like they could still be producing uh, bombs in some areas. Some areas they are dismantling and in, in whatever. But then we've also heard the explanation that they're dismantling it because there was human rights, you know, uh, abuses being done there. And so now they have to get rid of the evidence. So we don't we don't know. This is still early, right. but it was trending much more towards this guy's going to get desperate. There's economic sanctions that are crippling this country more than ever before. He's going to get desperate, and he's going to do something. And I think that's what Obama was trying to say, is that something's going to have to happen. Whether he's you know, saying that Trump did everything right, I don't think that he's, ever, he's saying that at all right now. But he, he did say that you know, something has to happen, something did happen, and I think we're trending towards a more peaceful um, solution rather than <laughs> the opposite. So I get what he's trying to say here. Do I think that he said it in a profoundly stupid way? Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, hey, that's what happens the, when you the, have Trump. He's The bar isn't sometimes. that fucking high, though. I'm just saying. No, he says a lot of really dumb shit. He just happens to get some shit right that happens to be really important. But a lot of what he says is really fucking stupid. So that was the six highlights from um, State so of the you- Union. To me, the the things that really stood out to me – uh, like I said, was Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez being coached? That was fucking hilarious. I can't I didn't remember. see that. Look it up because it's really funny. Like, they will start clapping, and she will literally lean a full body length over to hear whatever this lady's saying and then nod and either clap or not clap, depending on what this lady said. That's so- hilarious. <laughs> and everyone called her out immediately. They're like, look at this fucking freshman getting coached because she knew everyone was watching her. Um doesn't it make you mad that like she's younger than us? Like, I don't want you to be there. No, being the policy coached. makes me mad. Yeah, that when I listen to her speak, it's yeah. yeah I don't. That's what I'm. That's well, what I'm I have saying, a problem though. with the right. And, and I th- could do it better. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> 
I don't know if I could do it better because I trip up. Trip somebody, up over my somebody words out there is like mansplaining, is. mansplaining. Fuck you. <laughs> I know Brandon hating women. Just see, that's that's what he does. He sees a woman, and he has to mansplain. I don't know why, but I when I listen to her speak, personally, I just get irritated because she's, and it, she's not the only one doing it. That uh, what's that conservative uh, girl that cadence something. Uh, the black conservative girl that all the yeah conservatives love. About. Ben Shapiro is the only one I think that can really pull off this technique well and consistently. But with these sort of personalities, there's this idea that if you're talking very quickly, that you're you're smart, and it's not necessarily true. I prefer to hear people explain their positions and whatnot. But but with yeah. that cadence. Candace, whatever her name is, lady, and with uh, Candace Owens, is that the is that's that her it. name? Candace Owens, yeah. Um, they tend to just rattle things off, and they do it just so it's it's quickly. And when I listen to Cortez speak, she'll do that. I, I told that joke to you where she was like, "I want a sandwich, and I want it with mayo, and I want it with lettuce, and I want it with tomatoes." And it's like, <laughs> just say you want a BLT and be done with it. But she's just <laughs> filling up fucking. Words yeah. just to say it quickly so it makes her sound smarter, and people say, "Oh, she dominated, she destroyed." She's not really saying anything, yeah. and so I have a problem with her policy—a big problem with her policies. Um, not really with her economics, because again, what people on the right—what what aggravates me when it comes to economics and people on the right—is yes, do I agree with them that capitalism is the best system on this earth? Yeah, absolutely. That's been proven time and fucking time again however socialism and socialist tendencies are legit economics there is a whole branch of economics dedicated to socialist ideas and they are just as valid as any other idea the problem is they don't seem to work and that's what they need to be focusing on is saying that no it's not that her economics is incorrect it's not it's just that it doesn't work the way that it's supposed to work on paper it never never works out that way Right. So that's what irritates me. And you keep I keep seeing that on Facebook where it's just like, oh, Miss Acor- Alexandria Cortez is just so fucking stupid. But they don't explain why she's stupid. Well, and, and that bugs me because you I've, can't just say that. I've seen Fox, too, when it comes to her, especially they are like infatuated with her. She's the new Hillary Clinton. Hillary doesn't make as much time news on Fox anymore because of AOC. Well, it's, but it's, yeah, they, but because it, it's fucking bad, man. Like, she, her policies would do yeah, a lot but of their damage. Whole, yeah, but their whole thing is she wants uh, American socialism and socialism is bad and that that's it. That's it the is. explanation. Well, the problem, <laughs> though, is that that's not a seller because socialism yeah. isn't a bad word like it was a few years ago. So, you, but like, that's the problem. Is it? And I get which, that, which but makes you no need to sell it differently no, than just all hey, they have it's to bad. do. I don't know how to because I think this is a really big issue when it comes to politics now in this day and age. There's never been more fucking evidence that socialism and communism doesn't fucking work. Just look at Venezuela. You look at uh, South Korea, who embraced capitalism and is fucking booming. Look at India, who also embraced capitalism and now is increasing their middle class at, at a fucking alarming rate. Uh, look at China, who exploded their goddamn middle class. And you can I always hear that, oh, China's communist. No, they're fucking not. They're very, very pro-government take over your goddamn life, but they are capitalist all the goddamn way. They put Bullshit. their businesses first. Don't tell me what you know, bro. <laughs> all right. Yeah. It's so, very fucking clear that the countries that have embraced socialism are failing. You look at the EU, it's failing.
failing. You look at uh, Venezuela, big time failing. You look at all these other countries and the ones that have embraced capitalism, again, time and time and fucking time again. But there is that third way, and that's the thing that we don't see anymore. Um, under Clinton, Clinton, the Democrats, especially after the Berlin Wall fell, and it was just like, no, capitalism has won. It is clearly better. Those other Democrats who came out and very Keynesian-like and said, no, there's a third way. Right. You can still do social programs. You can still distribute the, the wealth of this country. You just still have to do it pro-business because businesses is what grows the wealth of a nation. And it's like these new socialists are approaching it with a very antiquated idea that there's a finite amount of money. You know, like the old days, whenever it was like, gold is money, and if we need some, we got to go to war and fucking chop you up with swords to take your fucking gold. And that's not the way that money works anymore. Bullshit. That's, just that's not how the way my, capital works. That's how money works in my fucking house. <laughs> All right. Hey, and they just r- real quick. Ah. Before we get, I'm going to let you go on this. I promise you. All right. But I'm going to make you wait for, because I have one more point about the State of the Union that I really want to talk about. It, there's going to be a short side, side tangent, and then we will take a break and we'll come back with the new green deal and I will let you oh rant. yeah that's the, I will let yeah. you rant all day on socialism v capitalism um all right so but real quick the last thing that I want to point out about to round out this whole state of the union bit is I don't know if I texted you a lot of times I, I'll text you guys a few hours before um like a speech like this from you know whatever and say hey this is what like a lot of times like we're all we all are constantly doing that this is what i'm expecting um i don't know if i actually sent it in time but one of the things that i was concerned about going into it and i don't think he spent as much time on it as i thought he was going to but I know this is going to go into a side tangent because I know why this is in the fucking speech at all. Late-term abortions. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Like, I was expecting half of not realistically, not half of the fucking speech to be about that. Um, but I'm really— That might pit- be a, a, camp, uh, a winner for him. There's a I'm, lot of people I'm who support really, because that. Because there's, there's a lot of people that support that. And the reason that this—I know that abortion is always— like, anytime you say abortion, you're going to get the fucking reaction from both sides. Whatever. The reason yeah. that, that this has become a big thing lately is because of that fucking New York bill that passed two and a half, three weeks ago. Um, yes, and a lot of people don't know what that bill says. They don't know what that bill fucking says at all. It's it like says, two paragraphs. Hey, if this baby Read is it. going to die... Or if the mom is going to die, then we will allow you to do a late-term abortion. That's what it really says. So the whole point of that bill in the first place was because Kavanaugh is now on the Supreme Court, right? So if Democrats around the country fear a scenario where if abortion makes it back to the Supreme Court that Roe v. Wade could be overturned, if Roe v. Wade is overturned, it doesn't make abortion outright illegal but it throws it back to the states so what basically new york with their liberal government said let's take this opportunity to first of all legalize abortion in new york so that if roe v wade gets overturned um that it won't affect citizens in the state as well and and what they did when they wrote up this bill was they added uh they added basically it's not a clause but they added a line um that is not in most other legalized abortion um 
literature, not literature, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. It, it's not the way that it's written up. And what they basically did was they said that you can have an abortion, which we can debate the terminology here. You can have an abortion up to term, <laughs> so up to delivery date, in two circumstances. One, if the fetus is no longer viable. Two, if the mom will die as a result of the birth. Yeah. Now, Fox and Pretty legit. fucking... They the, don't care the about that part. Babies right are being killed. Like, they literally stopped at up to term. Here's the reason that I that I got the little literature line, or the debating the terminology line in. Because I think that realistically, if we're being smart here, let's say that you're eight and a half months pregnant. It, like I feel like I can talk about this because I'm having babies as often as we're putting out fucking episodes. Um, <laughs> if if the baby dies at at eight and a half months, if everything was going great, let's say like a car accident or some freak occurrence happens, baby dies, um, or if the mother is gonna die, that's not really an abortion, right? That's a C-section at that point. That is like you're yeah. de- you're delivering the baby, right? Isn't that how that would work? Because I don't. Can you go in and I don't know that you could. It's I get not it. the same I process, think that they, right? So, like, I'm just yeah. The optics look bad anytime that you're and and Democrats didn't, especially in New York, didn't do themselves any favors when they celebrated it. Like, you're supposed to be. If you look at polls, and I think this is why I agree he, with he you did on it, because it's, it's too polarizing. A lot of, of poll. Yeah, well, there's a lot of of. I think it was like two thirds of even liberals say that. Late-term abortions make them uncomfortable. Late-term abortions so, should make everybody uncomfortable. Like They ab- should, but yeah, they don't. Absolutely. <laughs> so, um, and I think that that was the problem is that, yes, what do, do I think this bill is necessary? Yes. Do I agree with it? I do. Would I have voted for it? I would have. All of those I things. I agree with all of you those. You don't statements. have to celebrate it. <laughs> I like. I agree with you all. Light of that. up your Completely. tower is pink, and it makes it look like you're celebrating the death of a child, and that turned people the fuck off. Yeah, they didn't want to hear. No, well, I get. Yeah, we do you, something different. Whenever, whenever we hear something that pisses us off, I go, "Well, wait a second. What the fuck are you talking about?" And I want to hear it. Other right. people don't. When they hear shit that pisses them off. They're just pissed off. Yeah, and no, I agree with you. The reaction about, that we saw online, people just said, no, fuck no. I, I do hate – it brought up the stupid abortion arguments, though, on both sides, though. And, like, it really just, like yeah. – God, it fucking annoys me that, A, people get – I get it. I get why it's so polarizing. The, what sucks is that we can't be adults and just, like – you know, if we like actually sat down and talked about this without getting so emotional about it, we might actually make some headway on abortion. Yeah, and the two sides could get a little bit closer on it, but like, it's. I such... still think that it's split. Abortion in general is split fifty-fifty. When, yeah. Again, when you're talking about actually, late-term abortion, I just, it is heavily stacked towards the we don't like this. In I America. would bet you too that that more than fifty percent of people like I would bet you that it's not fifty-fifty split on abortion. I. Yeah. that it that no abortion but that doesn't i mean it depends on what we're talking about here if we're talking about the legality then my personal feeling should be like it should be 70 25 or 75 25 yes and if we're talking about like do i personally like it it should probably be the same the other way like i don't know because yeah. killing babies is an uncomfortable we have babies (laughs) like we have had babies i don't like well it's weird to think of people like celebrating i don't want to take credit for 
I I took I did the whole thing. I put the fetus in my own. I I grew a womb and I did the whole thing. So Schwarzenegger did. Lazy, I guess. Yes. <laughs> He's like a Papa Seahorse. Hey, that's how it works. But no, so watching again, too much I think little kids shit. I think it should be about 50-50 because it is fucked up. Sort of, but I get it. I get why people need so to many do it people hate us right now. If there's comp, if there's complications, yeah, I know. That's why back ten years ago, you always heard me say, "I don't touch abortion with a ten foot pole." Psh, I I <laughs> rub my hands all up in it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Placenta. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucked up. No. So it's yeah, it's a fucked up thing. I think that everyone under- agrees that late term abortions shouldn't be celebrated, and I think that was the issue, and that's why he said it. It's because he knew he was going to be in the right and it, that it was going to be a moment where the Democrats didn't cheer. It's that gotcha moment you talked about earlier. Yeah. And it fucking worked because they looked like a bunch of goddamn angry baby killers on that, <laughs> that moment. Yeah. It panned over and he was like, we can't. And plus, it, it played into what he said um, either during his first day of the union or when he was being one of the debates against Hillary where he said, like, you know, they can't wait to change the laws to kill a baby up till the moment it's born. And he did that whole thing and everyone laughed at him and then they fucking did it. And I understand yeah. why they did it, but that's not the point. It's the optics. There were, yeah, it, there were it, some it people it too. Like he was right. There were some people too that I was talking to that were like, um, you just kind of like wonder why they didn't just like sit on it. Like New York's always going to have a pretty liberal government. So why not wait yeah. until Roe v. Wade is overturned? And then, or at least at the very least, silently do that shit and make people dig for it. But like, yeah, the yeah. the or wait till you, there's rumblings that they might, you know, revoke, overturn yeah. Roe v. Wade because oh, it's not gonna fucking happen. Yeah, and I did, was no, Kevin I mean, all very I, vague when he was asked that question. Like, it's the law of the land now. It's the law of the land now. <laughs> yeah, he did do all that creepy weird shit, but I still don't think they're gonna do anything to it. I think I could be wrong. I don't know. I think it would be, although that I don't know, man, the one of the, I think the biggest damages that the Trump administration slash this Congress will have done in the most long lasting damages is the fucking courts. So anything's fucking possible. Yeah. You know, you know my views on the courts. I'd rather them be liberal, but at the same time, the the state of the liberal party, right, and the Democratic Party and the progressives. Yeah, but over the is one just so fucking crazy. The one thing I will say though, in it's like getting the religious right into the court system. It's just like no. But stop, the one the one thing stop. I will say, with the exception of a few, at least the ones that we see we've seen on TV, with the exception of like a few Scalia's and whatever, like. Judges do seem to try to stay above the fray. Whether they do a good job of it is debatable, but like it seems like the Supreme Court does. It seems like even with Ruth Bader Ginsburg being very liberal, she does hold it back, and I don't think she's ever voted conservative. It's usually conservatives that are crossing the line and voting liberal, but they do seem to make good arguments. You know what I mean? It's not just like we don't like this person, so no. Like you see with some of the other courts, right? You ninth Ninth Circuit. Right. But. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think the State of the Union was – that's about it. It happened. Like, it happens. <laughs> um, I don't I don't think – like I said, I don't think it moved the needle for anybody. I think it was something – it was 
a well-written speech that he read from a teleprompter and like okay all of the words sounded like they had sw- that's where they belong on the piece of paper so yeah oh wait real quick we gotta talk about the the one super awkward moment i don't know if you saw that in your highlights the but... hand clap please tell me that we're talking about the hand clap now no not the hand clap this was different this is like right before he had he somehow like referenced all the new incoming women freshmen oh, or something yeah. like that. I did see that. And they fucking like danced and it was really awkward and like fucking soccer mom celebration. Mm. It was fucking bad. Now who's it being explained? Really cringy. Boom. <laughs> I'll take it for the team on that because it was fucking horrible. I remember looking at it and just like cringing and being like, oh my, my thing, God, just my stop. Thing is, they like, were doing the finger guns, like, yeah, doing that thing. I don't care if, like, what group of senators it is. When you guys just came off of a 35 day shutdown and at the time you're threatening another shutdown in a couple of weeks, maybe don't dance for yourself, you know? <laughs> That's all Look, I'm what saying. What a good job we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, was also hilarious. that was total pandering too. That was another gotcha moment. The that oh, whole yeah. like anytime Republicans sound like they care about shit is typically pandering to the left. So well, he's holding faith. I mean, George W. Bush did the same thing when Nancy Pelosi was uh, elected to the speakership. He called her out and said, "This is great, first woman to be elected, and all that." Right. So you yeah. know, it, it you need to do it. It's it's part of it. You're expected to do it. And he did it. And yeah. yeah, I mean, but that yeah. was that. And then they tried to like do a weird moment with him because he they started dancing and cheering. It was like, well, don't don't dance yet. Just wait. And everyone was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, come on, just stop. Like saying, like, oh, he's mansplaining them or whatever. And then he said, yeah, let's give it a round of applause for all the incoming freshman women. And yeah, I could do start dancing again. I could do an entire show on how I hate that fucking term mansplaining. But mansplaining. What we'll do real quick is we'll take a we'll take a short pause, listen to some of these segments. And then when we come back, I'll let you hate all over another woman. So that's right. Big political headline this morning. President Trump signing legislation to fund the government and avoid a shutdown, but also declaring a national emergency in order to fund his border wall. That emergency declaration is now, though, facing threats of multiple lawsuits as well as legislative challenges. So I'm going to be signing a national emergency. And it's been signed many times before. It's been signed by other presidents. From 1977 or so, it gave the presidents the power. There's rarely been a problem. They sign it. Nobody cares. I guess they weren't very exciting. But nobody cares. They sign it for far less important things in some cases, in many cases. We're talking about an invasion of our country with drugs, with human traffickers, with all types of criminals and gangs. Several Democrats unveiled a Green New Deal last week, modeled on President Roosevelt's New Deal, but aimed at addressing climate change. It is a non-binding resolution, grand in scope, meant to dramatically cut greenhouse gas emissions in the U.S. over the next decade, while also creating jobs and increasing worker rights. Republicans have criticized the deal as socialism. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell said he'll bring it to the Senate floor. 
All right, so I guess <coughs> I'm a liar because I wasn't actually looking at the looking at the day. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm gonna try to cut as many of those out as I'm sick and I'm coughing, so <laughs> it's gonna happen. Um, so before we go it, go down the new Green Deal route, let's uh, finish up with border security because we had touched on that briefly in the State of the Union. <coughs> But they're bringing crime. They're rapists. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about the deal. Uh, you mean the lack of a deal? Yeah, it was a bullshit deal. You mean yeah. that deal that? Uh, yeah. So once upon a time there was a deal. Once upon and a time there was suck a quite real, this bad. There, dude. <laughs> once upon a time there was a deal for twenty-seven million on the fucking table. Yeah. And like what? And now they're asking, or no, I'm sorry, 27 billion, right? And now they're asking for 1.7 yeah. billion, or well, they were asking for 5.7, but they're getting yeah. 1.375. But there was all these stipulations on the number back when it was 27. You know what I mean? He couldn't do what he wanted to do, and but it looked good enough, and he was like, "Sure, that's gonna work." And then that old Freedom Caucus using the. Uh, the epitome of taking a word that everyone agrees with and just making it, you know, your slogan, and then you can do shitty shit. Right. Fucking Freedom Caucus grabbed Donald Trump by the pussy and said, "Hey, motherfucker, don't do it." Yeah. He said, "Okay, let's let's go to, to shutdown mode," and we did. We were in a shutdown for how many days? Like thirty-five, twenty plus days. Thirty. God damn. Yeah. <coughs> yep. And he was like, "No, you gotta do it." And Nancy Pelosi was like, I've been dying to act like you, so I'm just going to do that. And she started acting a fool, but it worked. Yeah. And, yeah. And so, so now he got uh, <coughs> somewhat of a deal. Well, they reopened uh, well, the government. I shouldn't say. They, they did the, the last, so in the last segment we recorded. It was recorded. Democrats and Republicans who came up with the deal. It wasn't anything to do with Trump or Nancy no. Pelosi or Chuck Schumer. It was other people who were like, these guys fucking suck. Let's come up with our own so deal. On, the problem with it is it only has one. What was it? One point three yeah, billion. About one point four. But yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. And you can't have any. The language says that you can't have any sort of like concrete or metal slat slats, which is what he wanted. Um, but it is going towards border beef up. Well, no, <laughs> it said physical barrier in it, like. Yeah, but it says it has it's to be 50, existing uh, yeah. language that describes physical barriers, which apparently did not include concrete or metal slats. And it's 55 miles. That's all that was allotted for. Yeah. So, um, yeah. so, but here's the thing. So the last time that we recorded, um, Frank and I talked about how they had done this. They had passed the stopgap bill, so we were in like this three-week interim period where the government shutdown was over, but there was another one looming. And so at the tenth and a half hour, I'm not. They didn't totally wait till the last minute. They did about 24 hours ahead of time. They came up. It was a, Congress they actually did it, but they said they made a deal on like that Monday, so it was well before the actual deadline. Well, yeah, because McConnell they just didn't had already come sign out and it or do it. Yeah, because McConnell had already come out and said what was going to happen. But basically, yeah. they. They voted on it. They passed it. One point seven for the border, and then what did the Democrats get? Like uh, they uh, cut the amount of uh, beds in detention centers in half. The idea is that if they limit the amount of beds in the detention centers, they 
basically can kind of stop gap how many people can actually be detained. Right. That used to be their their thing is saying you can only have this many people. Republicans said, no, we want to be able to have as many as it takes. And they said, okay, well, you can, we'll give you that. You can have as many detainees as you need. However, you can only, you're going to have half as many beds. And that's their idea is that it's going to actually end up restricting. So it's really a bullshit bill for everybody around, though. Like every, every single person (laughs) that was involved with this shutdown and the first shutdown with DACA and like the whole immigration debate for two years had an opportunity to actually do something. And instead, they did they did nothing. They fucking whipped their dicks out yep. to see whose was fucking bigger, and they did that for a fucking month. And Well, Chuck Schumer did that way back <laughs> in the day where um, that was the whole DACA and the other shutdowns and all that. And right. He was like, okay, but we're going to do border security. Do you pinky promise? And Chuck Schumer was like, yes, I definitely am looking you in the eye and not staring down at the podium. I totally pinky promise. And no, he fucking did not do that. So it's Donald Trump's fault. He should have. He obviously knew that they weren't going to now, actually give him the wall. What I will say is that he, I, I don't. I still. I've said it a few times on the show. I don't know why this is the hill he's going to die on. When you look at like you look at the amount of support that he has for the wall and like not a lot. No, sixty percent of people oppose uh, significant new construction on border walls. Fifty-seven percent oppose. Uh, imposed it, opposed it in June, and 81% of people support a pathway to citizens for immigrants. Um, like yeah, it could be a no-brainer. Yeah, it seems pretty think, cut and dry. I don't it's think literally it's something that they're gonna die. <laughs> I only think that there's a handful of progressives that are willing to die on that hill come election time. I think that people who are already leaning right but don't really give a fuck about the wall, like me. The, you know what I mean? It's not going to make – because he does this. Does it make me be like, oh, my God, well, that's the last straw. What about, no, well, it's not. What about the national emergency? That is, that's a whole I other think that's issue. Just, I don't give a shit about it, but I think that it opens up a um, – it opens that Pandora's box that other people can do dumb shit with it. It's, this is just stupid. This is stupid. I don't give a fuck. I don't actually care. That he's doing it. I, I don't think that he's. It's a horrible abuse of I power. I do. For, and, oh my for, god! I impeachment. do. Because like, no. it sh- like, it completely shows like the utter hypocrisy of the right. He can and, do and it. The, I mean, that's the thing is that he can do it. The, it's, it's not an abuse of power. It's just simply dude, like, a use of the power. He is literally. It's just for immig- a very illegal, stupid reason Ill- that no one cares about. Illegal immigration is a forty-five year low, and he is going to take money from the military to build a wall that it's, nobody it's, fucking well, it's not wants. A Five year low because it's up from 2015, so it couldn't be a. It, that would be impossible. Is it down from 10 years ago? It is, but it is up from 2015 on. So there is a new. So again, that's where you can get into the numbers and start getting the result that you want to see. There have been times whenever the border was less secure, um, but that that also could be an argument for why we need to secure it because it works. So. Again, it's not my issue. I just don't like whatever you – because I keep seeing that. I keep seeing depending on which place you go. It's – you know, if you look back – if you shorten the scope to three years, it looks awful. If you widen the scope to ten years, it doesn't look quite so bad. If you widen the the scope for like 60 years when they're fucking pouring down – Killing people at the Alamo. <laughs> you know? Oh God, it's awful. That's fine, so, but the but the point is, I don't I don't understand how Republicans can sit there and make the argument that this is that for the party who is like firmly behind the military, 
on most things that this is okay to take money from national security to nobody is is fiscally conservative anymore so it doesn't doesn't matter anymore like it doesn't matter if you're democrat republican the fact of the matter is and he did himself a lot of help because i know that like 16 states are suing him or something and good fucking luck that's not going to go anywhere um also before he was doing this he started mobilizing the national guard and moving them to the border well, that goes a long way as to showing that this is a national, an actual national emergency that needs to have uh, something happen. We know that's bullshit, but if you look at it on paper and from a legal standpoint, it's like, no, it does look like that he was beefing it up. He does deem this. He is the commander-in-chief. He does deem this to be a national emergency. So it's legit. He can fucking do it. I just 60, think that it's dumb. It says that uh, I think that um, Democrats – so the – Approval and disapproval on this national emergency breaks pretty much down party lines, but the independence is where I think the um, where the I interesting think a majority part is. of independents like me disagree with it, yeah. but I also 60, think the majority of independents don't fucking care enough. Sixty three percent of independents uh, disapprove, thirty three percent approve. Republicans eighty five percent to twelve on approve v disapprove and Democrats that's no surprise six percent versus ninety four percent on approve disapprove so overall it's thirty yeah, thirty six percent are probably 61. liberal people <laughs> so exactly so again nothing surprising I just don't think that can we say that and say yeah it's unpopular yeah it is is it a hill anyone's going to die on probably not unless your name is Nancy Pelosi or Donald Trump. I just don't. Well, think that's that... what I'm saying. Like that, but that's. I think Donald Trump is going to die on this hill because I think that this is going to be. Well, you're he's talking, already won. You're no, he hasn't because in a year people the pe- fucking people are going to think back when they when they're the, that sixty percent or fifty six percent of adults who won't consider fucking voting for him again. Like you're like you're only going to add to that. The problem with Donald Trump. Yeah, politically, just, again, I agree. Is it, it's he's, just how many people are you adding to that? And he's how never, many people are going to be scared away from the Democratic Party on yeah, things like those late But does abortions? it, at this point, at this point, I wonder, though, how much it, it, it matters. I disagree with you. I think that Democrats are going to, I think Democrats are going to come out and fucking, I think you should not be surprised by the fucking, uh, the mobilization against Donald no, Trump. Not at I also all. don't think you should be surprised I, by the fact that this guy who has never ever tried to be president of the whole country, who has only ever tried to be president of his base, like he's never tried to bring anybody in to and like that was enough the last time. It was enough the last time, but Hillary Clinton was there last time. So yeah. and well, and, and super <laughs> super delegates were there before. There was a whole lot of shit that played into yeah. that. I'm saying I'm saying this. Okay, I I think, I think I, what I'm saying is I Democrats think Democrats are going to win. I think Elizabeth Warren could beat him. So and I don't I don't I, I don't and fucking like her. The, but that's the that's the problem. I think that it's easy for us to sit there and go, yeah, Donald Trump. Everyone doesn't doesn't like him and, and blah blah blah. I don't like her, and but I would vote for her, dude. Well, exactly, but that's what I'm saying for Trump. I don't want to vote for Trump. I will if it's any of the people that are pretending to run right now. The only person I would even think about voting for would be Joe Biden Right. when it came to, to the other side. Yeah, I agree and with you. And I... we'll see. We'll <laughs> see. But, again, it's probably not going to happen. If uh, Schultz wants to run, he's got my ear. He's going to have to win my vote, but I would – 
I'm looking for a way to not have to vote for Donald Trump. <laughs> but it can't be with Camilla Harris. It can't be with Elizabeth Warren. It can't be with Cory Booker. It can't be with Gillibrand. It can't be with fucking – I can't even think of anyone. I can't even think of any – Bernie Sanders. Um, it can't be – I think that's the only people I can think of right now. That sucks because I all you got. just had the whole fucking list pulled up, and I X'd out of it because Frank bailed. <laughs> Damn it. Um yeah. Yeah. All those people I'm going to say no to because they're all embracing the Green New Deal. They're all embracing these terrible economic practices that would bring us back. And it's just like, no, I'm going to have to stick with the guy who says dumb shit but gets stuff done. Sorry. Yeah. We'll see. I don't want to do it, but I'm going to have to do it. We shall see. And again, I'm, yeah. And again, when it, it comes to the polls, when we just saw a poll earlier that showed, I don't know if we actually saw one or if I was just reiterating the information. But it showed the dislike of late-term abortions. I think that's a much more contentious issue that people care about. And it says basically the same things. The independents are for Trump's stance instead of Democrat stance. So to, to think that everyone's going to get fired up about this wall, I think is just no, they're not. The people who get fired up about it are the ones who want it. And the people who yeah. get fired up about not wanting it already just fucking like to wear pussies on their head. And they're not going to fucking vote for Trump anyway. Mansplainer! God so, damn! <laughs> Dude hates women so much. <laughs> so those guys were never going to vote for Trump, so you don't have to worry about them. Yeah. Uh, it is the independence they have to pull, and again, I just don't think this moves the needle enough for anyone. Can we sit back and say, yeah, I wish <coughs> you wouldn't have done it? Yeah. That's about where it ends. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you're right. I don't know. We shall see. We'll see. We'll bring back that fun, <laughs> fun terminology. All right, as the election gets closer and closer, you're going to hear that a whole lot. All right, so you, we're getting fucking close. Do you want to turn your rage now onto your apparent disdain for women in this episode and <laughs> go after go after AOC? Give me a give me the week off. Oh, fucking goddamn. This So there's a new thing going around. Uh it's called the Green New Deal. It's really fucking dumb, and we're going to talk about it. Because a lot of people are deciding that they love it, like Cory Booker and um, a, a few people are. I can't remember if there's any. Here's the who, problem: is not for if it. I can if I can spoiler alert this for you, but without telling you anything at all. So the opposite of that. Yeah. Um, it, I don't believe in f- fix all solutions. So like, there's no there's no magic pill out there that's gonna cure all your fucking problems. There's no magic bill out there that's gonna cure all your problems too. And I feel like. While this sounds nice and almost eerily utopian, um, yeah, it, like it's dude, not come based on, in any sort of reality, not at all. And the <laughs> and the the, the, the terminology is too vague for us to really even know, kind of what like yeah. Well, it's not a it's it's not a bill. Uh, what was it? It's a resolution. Um, so it's not it, it's basically a roadmap of good intentions, um, which sounds is fucking plausible is it actually is it's just kind of fucking stupid but it's these promises that we're making to ourselves. you know what i mean to, to get these things done the problem is is that a lot of these things we've tried before and a lot of them don't really work so i was gonna i got an article pulled up here by cnn and i was just gonna start Me going too. down the list a little bit and we can talk ha, about ha. it oh yeah yeah is it what here's what the green new deal actually says something like that Balls to the walls. Good. I'm glad that you have this same article pulled up. That will make it easier than the last bullshit. 
So, so I'm just gonna go right to re- to the first topic, which is renewable energy, because this is a big deal to them. It says meeting 100% of the power demand in the United States through clean, renewable, and zero emission energy sources. Good fucking luck, you dummies. This would be a wholesale turnaround in U.S. energy. Mitch is going to try to not let his bias show on this segment. Oh, no. You have to be biased because you have to say that, no, this is dumb, and this is exactly why it's dumb. Because there's people who wholesale buy into it, and it's just not viable. Uh, Renewables, including hydroelectric, wind, biomass, solar, and geothermal, uh, currently account for about 20% of U.S. energy production about on par with nuclear energy as outlined by the U.S. Energy Information Agency. Natural gas accounts for the largest share, about 32, and coal isn't far behind at 30. The current production uh, or current projection is for renewable energy to account for 31% of the U.S. energy by uh, 2050, with steep drops for nuclear and coal. We knew that coal was going to go down by the wayside, uh, but a lot of our electric companies are coal burning that's how we get our electricity that's why they always say that whenever you, if you get an actual purely electric car you're actually get putting more carbon emissions into the atmosphere because you're t- getting all of that extra energy from electricity which comes from fucking coal fucking you tree huggers god damn you <laughs> i know but again all these people who are talking about it they're still driving their cars and doing everything else there's a fucking reason because it's cheap and it doesn't make in electric cars don't make sense right now. There's no infrastructure, so this is it, it's just not going to happen. You're not going to get, uh, especially because we're on par right now to be 31 percent by 2050. This is in 10 years. They want this to be the Green New Deal to be enacted and everything to come to fruition within 10 years at 2030. You can't do it. So already you're going to be spending and and plus. <coughs> The biggest thing, and you're going to hear me say this a lot throughout this whole thing, is that we have markets for a reason. The market is always the best indicator of what to do next or what to do currently. The, we have these technologies on the market right now. And you have to ask yourself, why the fuck is no one buying them? It's because they're inefficient and they're expensive. So if you're trying to replace our entire electric grid and our energy production grid and all of that, with renewable energy, you're going to take away our efficiency, so you're going to need more of it, and it's going to be more expensive, which is going to cost about four times as much as you're looking at right now, and we already aren't going to be building our infrastructure. They already won't, won't move their fucking fingers to do crumbling infrastructure as it is, and we would have to in, in, install all of these fucking charging stations and solar panels and everything. We'd have to fucking build it and install it. They're not doing it. That's why you hear me... Um, when you hear about California mandating that all new construction projects have solar panels, absolutely all for it. That's that's a brilliant idea, especially when it comes from the government. It's going that's a very good way to do it. But just saying get rid of everything we got now and replace it with shit that doesn't work as well and costs more money, fucking stupid. Bullshit. I like anything it. to anything to add on that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't care what you say. It. This is, dude. With this resolution, I get a fucking free unicorn and uh for three <laughs> three free Big Macs a fucking month. Like this is a, you bet you do. This is a great fucking resolution. I don't know what you're talking about. You bitch all day, but yeah. So far, so good, right? Smart grid, building or upgrading to energy efficient, distributed, and smart power grid. 
and working to ensure affordable access to electricity, which basically just means subsidized. Uh, improving the nation's patchwork electrical grid uh, system is an enormous undertaking that Congress has been grappling with for more than a decade. It provides funds towards a smart grid, a reimagined electrical grid that makes use of technology to improve reliable reliability and efficiency as part of a 2009 uh, economic stimulus, but not explicitly since then. This smart grid the will sing you happy energy. birthday. Boom! <laughs> yeah, they'll be spying on you to fucking... Oh, I'll be terrible. Whatever. The they Department already do that. Has provided, I know, but it'd be worse. Now they're in your toilet, and they know how much you deuce. Uh, the Department of Energy has provided some funds since then, according to the Congressional Research Service, putting one point—I'm sorry, three point six billion each year towards the smart grid. That's not even as much as the wall. <laughs> not nearly enough to implement it nationwide by 2030. It costs hundreds of billions of dollars over 20 years, according to estimates. Uh, but greatly improves the country's electrical infrastructure. So here's the deal. Again, this is one of those, it's very fucking expensive, and it's unrealistic to think it's going to get done in 10 years. But they want to do it. Do I think that we need to switch over to a smart grid? Yeah, but we will. Uh, I think we need to allocate more resources towards doing it so it's done more quickly, but it's naturally going to happen because, again, states like California and stuff like that are going to mandate doing these changes and it's okay if in my opinion if the state government does it because the state governments are much much better at balancing their budgets than the federal government they don't fucking care because they have a much more yeah. borrowing power they can fund their debt much better than state governments so state governments will implement this as they go along as they can and it will slowly it'll get better right but to just say we need to do it overnight that's just not the way it works and it's way too expensive Fuck that shit. <laughs> I'm gonna skip. <laughs> I'm mad, dude. No, you're I, I well. Can't tell and the thing, I the, see. the thing that sucks is that like my head is so ballooned up right now, and I'm so like coffee and trying to stay away from the mic and whatever. That like I hear you, and I'm just like, yeah, that sounded that sounded about good. I don't need to add anything to that. So it's gonna. This is gonna be a I very Mitch's soapbox episode. <laughs> yeah, because it's just this new socialism is is just it doesn't make any sense and it, it's nothing new and that's the thing that, that people don't admit is that it's nothing new people have been saying this for years even back when it was the what was it the nazi national socialist workers party whatever just called democrats called. nazis get the fuck out of here i call socialist nazis because fucking nazis were socialists sorry to break it to you not so, not in my <laughs> history book yeah, I'm sure. I have the Russian history the, book the... that Donald Trump lent me. <laughs> I knew it. No, but again, Maduro, all these guys, it, it's nothing new. We've been hearing it forever. They say, hey, we're going to give everyone all the wealth they've been waiting for, and everyone can be treated equally, and all you have to do is just give us the power to do it. It never fucking works. I wonder why. Probably because if you put it on paper— even on paper, these fucking things don't work. At least in socialism, half the fucking shit works on paper. This just doesn't even come close. Yeah. Uh, transportation. But on a computer screen, uh, it's sellable as shit. This is, the, this is the worst. This is pretty bad. So transportation. Overhauling transportation systems in the United States to eliminate pollution and greenhouse gas emissions from the transportation sector as much as it is technologically feasible, including through investment in, one, zero-emission uh, vehicle infrastructure and manufacturing, two, 
clean, affordable, and accessible public transportation. Uh, and three, high-speed rail. First off, how'd that high-speed rail work out for California? <laughs> Not too fucking good. They just bailed on it after spending, I think, like, f- what, $56 billion? It was supposed to cost, like, $20 billion to start. They didn't even finish, and they fucking just bailed. It's a huge waste of money. Um, that, that shit costs a lot of money. <laughs> and, and it typically doesn't work the way they want it to. It's very complicated. So it says there are models to encourage low emission vehicles uh, that the current government is abandoning. Some federal tax incentives for people buying electric vehicles are running out, Tesla, and haven't been renewed. I was extremely against this. And the reason why I was against it is because it doesn't make any sense right now. Again, you if you buy an electric vehicle, you've got to charge it. So you have to either plug in a $30,000 generator and have it installed into your home, which, again, is still pooling from, unless you get solar panels or something it's just pulling from the um coal plants anyway yeah and then you can't you there's no infrastructure around no one has installed these so that you can go charge your car up somewhere you know what if if it was it would make more sense so we're basically (coughs) subsidizing people to use a piece of technology that's not as efficient right that makes no fucking sense why Ugh. But encouraging people with tax incentives is different from all overhauling uh, transportation systems. And that's hard. Uh, just days after the Green New Deal was introduced, California's new governor, uh, Gavin Newsom, a Democrat and progressive, nixed the state's planned, yep, here we go, planned high-speed rail line uh, from Los Angeles to San Francisco to instead focus on three smaller Central Valley communities. One reason Newsom said he didn't end the program altogether was because he didn't want the state to have to return a 3.5 billion federal loan yeah so it's expensive and we don't have the funds to do it and it doesn't actually pay off so why the fuck are we doing it because Um, we're dumb you should jump down to (laughs) public ownership i'm gonna go guaranteed job yeah what that's fine i don't see where that is yeah because this is um there's been a few new economic studies that i also want to touch on here uh, real quick, uh, out of Finland, I think. I can't remember. I'll have to check me on that one. But uh, guaranteed job, leave, vacation, and retirement. Because, sure. Guaranteeing a job with a family si- uh, family sustaining wage, Woo! adequate family and medical leave, paid vacations, and, and retirement. Don't worry. This is already after we've completely revamped the, um, the energy grid and gone to 100% solar energy. So no worries. No worries from this point on and retirement security for all the people in the United States. How we veer from the climate change portion of the document to goals that seem even more difficult to achieve. <laughs> this is CNN. <laughs> Would a fa- and this is CNN, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would a family-sustaining wage mean different pay for people with different number of children? I would assume so. Would it require that both adults in a given household work? Not if you're um, some of these European countries, which is very interesting. We'll get into that in a second. Uh, a living wage in Springfield, Illinois, randomly chosen in MIT's living wage calculator is $11.41 per hour for one adult and $18.44 for two adults and two children. So I think that's kind of a good way to do it if you're going to do it. Again, how do we fund this? But I think that that would be the way to do it, to calculate how much do should you need, not how much do you want, but how much do you actually feasibly need. The problem is, is that when you guarantee wages or you guarantee income, you're going to see people, uh, businesses and um, 
utilities and stuff raise prices right because it's guaranteed so if you increase the money supply at a guarantee there's nothing there's just nothing in the system that's working against it they can just raise the price because they know the money's there yeah and then oh well now we need more income and it just keeps ballooning and ballooning and ballooning that's how you devalue your money um Things change when you factor in benefits. An interesting 2018 report came from the left-leaning Center of Budget and Policy Priorities. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so it's just talking about um, how much people would need. So the total cost of the government each year would be about uh, $543 billion, which actually isn't so bad. Uh, that's less than the nearly 640 or $74 billion the government spends on the Pentagon's budget. It is much less than the government spends on safety net programs, uh, Medicare, and Social Security each year. So is it feasible? It could be. Uh, but it, it would take a lot of finagling and a lot of details like that saying you don't just get a base income. We're going to decide based on where you live, all that. Right. Which, again, we'll see. There's been a couple um, – different studies the one i was talking about which i believe is out of finland i can't remember but they've been dealing with uh with base income uh this is a real popular idea in a, a, a lot of european countries uh where you just regardless of if you're working or not you get a base income from the government that just is yours and they did a two-year study to see if people were more inclined to work or less inclined to work and it actually had zero effect or, or enough to where it didn't actually matter. Really? It didn't seem to move the needle one way or the other. The only thing that was different is the people who were given the free money were reported as being happier. <laughs> All right. But they didn't work less, and they didn't work more. So it was just kind of like, all right, we're just kind of giving them money. But they did say that they were happier. So I don't know. Maybe that's worth something. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this is the happy Again, resolution. Was any worse. You, yeah, you, it's not saying it was any worse. Let's jump down three the, and th- uh, three bullet points to providing higher education. See what you think about that. Let me just take a look at labor laws real quick because this is. Oh, I won't touch on that right now. Uh, ah, but public ownership is another really okay. I won't touch on this right now. We can do a whole different segment. Well, and we'll and we'll link to it. There's like cooperative. There's 79 yeah, the fucking bullet points here. Like we're not even close to the bottom a lot of this in list. This resolution, Which, yeah, apparently everything is going to be fixed in 10. So I said, no dude, Utopia, woo! Give, give me my Big Macs and <laughs> no unicorn. Worries, you said providing uh, <laughs> higher education. Yes. Okay. Providing resources, training, and high-quality education, including higher education to all people of the United States, with a focus on frontline and vulnerable communities. So these communities may be full and equal participants in the Green New Deal mobilization. Hey, kids, do you want to devalue your already bullshit business degree? (laughs) I've I've got a plan for you. We see this all the way around. And what we just... You know my feelings on the higher education thing. It's just it's not for everyone. Not everyone is going to make it going to these high well, technical degrees. It's the same idea too as like, well, if you give everybody a fucking degree, then what makes people stand out? Like now everybody like when yeah. if I'm a business trying to hire somebody and everybody has the same fucking business degree, like 
Yeah. You really just put your well, put names in a hat at that point and be like, well, you're all equally yeah. as qualified. That, I mean, so really, you're... Well, that's exactly what we've seen. Yeah. Colleges have had to dumb down too, and by dumbing down, I mean they've had to start offering pussy hats, bullshit degrees. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> coming, come to our pussy hat degree, and you can you, because people can't actually do. <laughs> And it's nothing against them. Everyone's got their own thing that they can do to help provide for the economy. That That's not the issue. The problem is that everyone's being told that they can be engineers, and they can't. I can't be an engineer. I've looked at that shit. Am I okay at math? Yeah, I'm okay. Am I good enough to be an engineer? No, I'm fucking not. I have no problem saying that. Right. <laughs> I have no problem knowing that. And But the, the problem is they're saying that you can be. Everyone can be it. They show up. They realize they can't do it, but they're already in college. They've been told that that's the only way they're going to make money, so they get a goddamn gender studies degree. What the fuck? And, and you know, it, it's not the <laughs> – That's a penis. Amount of money that that puts back into the economy, the amount that you – you know, you go to a, a high-end college and you get a high technical degree. You – are going to be paying that back into the economy tenfold because it's assumed that you're going to work for a firm who's going to do something that's going to build something and your expertise is going to help make that a reality feeding more jobs etc right when you get a goddamn gender studies degree you don't do anything else the most you can really do with that is write a book maybe okay or get a teaching position, which, again, doesn't actually feed back to the economy. It actually takes it away because you're just a federally paid, paid employee at that point. Right. And, again, government doesn't have money. They have other people's money. So, <laughs> so I, uh, it's just it's frustrating here. Um, obviously, Bernie Sanders, what's her name, um, Elizabeth Warren, they've all championed that. I don't think we need those. We need people to go into these high technical fields, and they're just not doing it. So I don't understand why making everyone get to be able to go to college would be the priority instead of trying to get people. And I know they're trying. They're trying to do more STEM stuff. But when there's so many other options and you're not being held accountable, why do it? And this is a it's hard. this is a AOC written resolution, correct? No, um, she is a sponsor, a co-sponsor, I think. Yeah, but it's I can't remember the name of the guy. This guy's been trying to do this forever. He's a Massachusetts senator or something like that, uh, or Massachusetts uh, House member, not senator. But he's been trying to do this for a long time, and he's the guy who was really seeming like he was the champion. He's just kind of jumping onto the Cortez thing. Yeah. Uh, trade unions, we don't need to talk about unions right now. Trade deals. Is there something worth talking about here? Um, they don't really talk about any of the deals. Yeah, no, I I kind of skimmed through the rest of it. I don't think there's anything that's too too imperative there that you can't. I mean, you guys get the idea we'll post, at this point that it, this is filled with shit that's just not gonna fucking happen. I will actually post this link because this is a good breakdown of what of what is in this. I had a better one that I was reading it at, at work. Um, it was literally came from them. It was a very. It was just the the bullet points of this is what we're calling for, but it's just. But it just seems again. It's one of those things. Like at the top of the segment, I said that like cure alls seem too good to be true, right? And isn't that kind of your yeah. feeling here? Is it like yeah, all this sounds good. I'd like you know, I'd like a unicorn There's and no a Big details. Mac too. But the, you don't like. I'm how do we get there? It's yeah. I'm not saying it's impossible, and. 
obviously I just shit all over this fucking thing, so it, it probably sounds a little hypocritical of me. And to, to I stayed quiet. Strategically. It, it, <laughs> it could happen. I mean, I'm not going to say their fucking economics is weird. There's just no dominant. You're never really right when you're talking about Well, here's, in here's my prediction. Can, it's going to happen. Like, whether it works or not, I think it's going to happen. Because I don't think I so. Think, uh, I, dude, enough Democrats I think, see that this is just a fucking red herring and that there's nothing to it. And that's, that's why that, Mitch McConnell Yeah, is, that's fine. I don't necessarily, when I say that I think it's going to happen, I don't necessarily mean the Green New Deal specifically. But I think yeah. that, like, man, I keep watching a lot of comment sections on right-wing sites. And I'm just like, you guys are going to be really disappointed in 10 years when you get cocksmacked with american socialism like it's on its way that shit like the boomers are dying it, it's on its way so hopefully we can convince them that not to do it but again you have to be able to have those debates and you have to have people on the left willing to stand up to people like fucking cortez and the other socialists and say you don't know what the fuck you're talking about the last about. time the like, left st- stood up to somebody donald trump became president so, yeah, and again, things didn't fucking implode. Things are doing pretty well. They just don't understand that. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I know. He says meanie words. I know. He's a big meanie. Yeah. But things are actually doing pretty well in the country and for people within that country. So Except for all those it, people it in the fucking doomsday. border prison camp shits, like, Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot about those 30 people over the sound of how many people with jobs. I, s- the I saw it. Fucking unemployment rate. I saw the cages, bro. History. Eyes open, bro. Yeah. I saw it. I saw it. I saw it. All right. It's fucked up. So here, let me change the subject now, unless you have anything else to add to this, because I actually. I have a little bit to add here. Well, fuck and... you, because this was a perfect well... segue. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. But what I would say is that, yeah, people do need to read through it. Look at it, and it's not the only thing that it says. I know it also talks about um, what was in the Paris Climate Accord saying that we guarantee to fund third world countries' energy grids so that they are not reliant on um, petroleum, which is our fucking main export, by the way. Talk about shooting yourself in the fucking foot. Um, but no, that's not important. Um, what else did it say? It, it, it said a few other things that are. Uh, it's. it's it's leaving me right now, but you get the idea. This is very nonsensical. It's just uh, from an economic standpoint. It's just one of those things where you've. How are we going to fund any of this? And the problem is that, that I, it's everything. So it's like, hey, what do we want? All right, let's write it all down. Here's the list. Like, yeah, okay, that's not. Well, I've seen a couple things say that she's got this uh, tax plan that she keeps trying to pedal through that's talking about this marginal tax rate 75 percent marginal tax rate on people who make uh over five million or something and it's not 75 if you make five million it's 75 percent of it this is where the right muddies the waters with their bullshit it's that's not the way that it works marginal uh, tax rates like that take effect for every dollar above five million oh so at that point it would be imposed on on you know, if you make six million, you get to keep your five million, or you pay regular taxes, whatever. Right. On the five million, and then that next million is is seventy five percent. Is it still fucked? Yeah, it is. 
and again, most economic studies show that that does, that wouldn't even work. Even if you did that to all the people you wanted to do that and they actually paid it, you'd be bringing in billions of dollars. It's not nearly enough to fund what they want it to. Right. That's why I keep every time I hear liberals and it's not even just socialists or progressives it's just liberals in general who seem to think that taxing the rich is going to work and it's not there's not enough money there you i mean they're already paying some taxes and most of it's on dividends and other shit that's where they really make their money they don't actually make it on their income right and if they wanted to just douse themselves down most economic studies show that they just won't work as much they'll just put more investments into stock markets yeah. <laughs> and they won't even they would just they'll bring down their income. It doesn't fucking work, yeah. and it's just. Anyway, anyway, that's my take. I'm just gonna say read this shit and make fun of anyone, but educated. Mi- <laughs> make, Mitch is telling you to bully. Them. This is the part of the show where Mitch tells you to bully. I, I am. Socialists need to be bullied out of existence. All right. Ideologically, Sweet. not actually physically, but they need to be told they're stupid and to go. You away. actually just set me up for an even better segue. Let's talk MAGA hats. All right. Okay. Um, MAGA. MAGA hats. Do you feel the same way about MAGA hats that they just need to be bullied and she'd go away? No. Okay. Well, here's the thing. My take on MAGA hats is that you're not wearing it for any other reason than to start shit. So when a fucking Vans employee gets fired ex- for starting shit, he should. He's a dick for doing that. But you know why you fucking wore it. <laughs> like, this isn't, like, that's why you're wearing it. I, you're wearing it so that you can fucking, because you know how polarized it is. It is literally the exact same thing as the red hat I have here sitting next to me, the grab grab them by the pussy hat. I'm only wearing that to start shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know? But there are some people who are not. And that's, that's the thing. Bullshit. That's like whenever people you know what Obama that is. Obama stickers the, on their car I don't believe stuff. you. I like, don't. No. no. They believe in no, that guy. No. Ob- Obama stickers v. Trump stickers is something completely yeah. different than the Make America Great it's hat. It's not. It, and that's the problem. It, there it are people who are is. going to troll with it because it triggers the that's left what they fucking, for whatever fucking reason. That's what they fucking do. And you but thought there, there are people who, who believe in it and do wear the hat because they believe this country is is going to be made great again and they think that it's on the right okay. path. There are a lot of people who wear the hat for that reason. No, I don't. I and disagree. to just say that they're that they're all evil or I don't that they're think all that they're, trolls. I don't think that they're all true. evil. I think the majority of them are trolls. I think you know that Donald Trump is polarizing and and you stand on one or the other side when it comes to Donald Trump. And so I think that I think it's wrong. That's like, like I think that it's wrong for who's, them. who's got a Black Lives Matter sign in their their car is just waiting to start shit. No, it's not. It's, like it's a contentious it's, issue. No. It's going to piss people off. It's going to be in your face, but it doesn't mean they don't believe it. It's the same thing. Yeah, I mean, all right. I'll I will give you that. I do think though that like when we keep hearing these stories about people getting not served or you know the the story that i'm referring to right now is uh i don't know if it was california or something but some 14 year old got cussed out by a a mall employee and then got into an altercation with his parent because the 14 year old was wearing a maga hat i don't think that you should be shouting them down and picking a fight with a little kid yeah and we see that or not serving them or whatever just in the same way that i don't think you should be doing that to somebody who's wearing a michael brown t-shirt or a ferguson t-shirt or whatever yeah but what i am saying is that when i wear a ferguson t-shirt or when i wear a maga hat like israel t-shirt i Palestine, Palestine yeah, I knew that I was making people uncomfortable. I knew that I was ready. Yeah, but do you not have, actually support 
I do actually support that. But also, so people, I yeah, also was all I'm saying, dude, is I was ready for a fight if it was going to be brought up. That's what I'm saying. And I would bet you that <laughs> you the majority of be. people that put that fucking hat on are ready for a fight if it comes up. Clearly, they all have their cell yeah, phones. Liam ne- Nielsen in. Yeah. So regardless, you should be like, that's not an excuse in my it's mind. It's not. I like, agree you with can, you. And again, it's the same thing where I'm, I'm talking about bullying socialist ideology. That's different because I'm talking about a argument in which you are talking down on an ideology. That's fine. If you want to sit there and say, why the fuck are you wearing that hat, dude? And like actually debate them. You can do that derisively and just be like, you know, all I'm saying is I bet you in the 40s, there were the unpopular people saying, hey, man, that swastika is not cool here. Like, you should probably take that off. (laughs) So, yeah, those guys went to the fucking camps. So, yeah, I think it was really unpopular. Well, we're not there yet. Nazi fucking Germany. Um, (laughs) I don't know, man. I just feel like in most of these cases that like person like I don't know. I just don't. The real people who are wearing MAGA hats, like, don't offend me as much as the fake people wearing them. I feel like there's more. Making, I feel like there's keep, more um, people that are fake people wearing them that that are, that are that fucking are trolls. are doing fake crimes. That's just so frustrating. What are you talking I hate whenever I oh, have a crime. you're talking about this. You're switching. Um, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. It's just so frustrating whenever, you know, you you – you think that having a MAGA hat on it would just automatically make you a villain, and then all of a sudden the person's no. not real, and then it's like I don't crisis. What right, do I do? so you're talking about the Empire Star. I get it. You should clue the Am clue I? the audience in on that. Um, <laughs> I, Go but for it. I do. I don't. I think your your uh, generaliz- generalization of the way that liberals look at it is wrong. I don't think that making. I don't think I don't, so. I think they really look at it like it is the, the Ku Klux Klan no, hat. No, I don't the, think so. Age, I think no. I think I think it is. I disagree with you one hundred percent because I don't look at people like that. I look at people with the MAGA. You don't write them off immediately as soon as you. Yeah, see because it. I think like yeah, he's a fucking idiot, and you're wearing it proudly. It's like you fucking support him. So yeah, I am. I don't think you're, that makes you evil. <laughs> I don't think that we're. What you're yeah. saying is that we're that liberals will look at it like that guy probably lynches people. I don't think that. Like what I do think is that like you're ready to have an argument if I walk over to you and and say something about it, and that's why you're fucking wearing it. Yeah. So I get that. So I don't know. Like, I'm not, again, I don't think I have the right to go up to that person and say, ah, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you know, leave. I think you do as long as it's in a, again, I don't have, I don't even have a problem with you being not combative, but being dismissive. That's what. To, you know what I mean? To just be but like, don't you're you a think? Joke, dude. Don't you think? Like, con- not to a kid. Like, use your fucking common, brain. And if you see a fourteen-year-old walking around with a but mega hat, common, that's common like, courtesy, that's right? Story, like, but, dude, if I run into you at yeah. the store, if we're standing next to each other at the checkout, and I don't know you, and you're wearing a maga hat, and like somehow we're conversating because we're close to each other, then I think it's appropriate. I don't think if I see you in an aisle, and I'm walking to a different aisle, and I'm like, ah, oh, red hat. I gotta go fucking say something. Like, why? Why do I need yeah. to say it? that's not appropriate for me? Leave it. A f- leave it the fuck alone. Yeah, that's weird. But hey, people do. I it. know they do. No, like, when I, I, again, especially if you're looking at, at kids, that that's the one that bothers me because kids do dumb shit just to do dumb shit. Right. When we I was did it. 14, at the yeah, it was my freshman year, so I would have been 14. 
I made a fucking anarchy shirt. It was a white t-shirt. Is this, a, is this another anarchy Mitch true crime story that we're about to get? It's another Mitch true crime story, and I fucking walked into my history class with my fucking anarchy shirt on, and this teacher just fucking tore me apart on my first day and was just like quizzing me and was just like why the fuck you wearing that bro what the fuck is like, this that is even why mean? we're building what, a wall hernandez and- fuck <laughs> and i'm just some fucking stupid skater kid who was just like i don't know this is a counterculture thing to do and i don't know who i am and blah. you know what i'm saying like don't fucking fuck with 14 year olds cuz they're dumb yeah. And they don't know what they're doing, and they're just trying things out. And some of it is to get a rise, but they just they don't know who they are. Most yet. of it is to so get a rise. I try to get, I still try to get a rise out of people. Half of the fucking or, sentences I say on this show are bullshit. Like, <laughs> I don't know. True, true story. True story. Yeah. So leave those leave those guys alone. Everyone else, you can kind of, you know. I mean, I don't call them stupid. I, I don't agree. Like, I think there's a time and place for that. I just my thought is like. I don't. I get sick of the the victim playing. Like I do think you're a victim when you're a 14 year old kid that gets talked. Like that guy didn't have the right to do that. But I also don't like this over dramatization of uh, everybody in Amaga hats getting picked on. Yeah, but dude, you're a. They kind you're of are. Probably doing some stupid shit too. You know. And there were a lot of there yeah. were a lot of red hats in some Charlottesville. That's all I'm saying. So. Oh, I don't know. It sounds like the fifties. You know, oh, these little kids running around here. I'm sure they're up to no good. I don't know, man. Like, I I think you when you wear that, you know what you're doing. Do the same way that you like. If you put on a Confederate flag, you know what you're doing. You're inviting the argument. I'm not saying that that's right. Well, some people again. There's a lot of people who just look at it like it's part of their heritage, and they're not trying to start shit. They just think it's their right to do it, mm. and that they're and that they're willing to defend it. You know, to defend their point of view. I think it's the same. It's, to, that's not the way other people. To see me, it. it's the same as Black Panthers, right? If I wear a Black Panther shirt, like I know what the reactions could possibly be. So yeah, that movie was dope. So everyone's gonna be excited. That was an interesting way of flipping that. I see what you did there. <laughs> um, I'm just saying, you're probably looking at the best picture of the year. So yeah. I don't think anyone's gonna be upset with you. <laughs> right. So anyway. On that note, I guess we'll just call this a we'll call this a segment. This episode's gonna go way too fucking long, um, but that's okay. Well, we're probably already pretty pretty. It's pretty it's pretty here. hefty now. So, but that's cool. Oh, we will yeah. take a short break, uh, and then we will. Yeah, have a couple days. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! They don't know. They don't know the process. We're not letting them in on <laughs> it. It's magic. When I come back, Mitchell sound like Frank. Yay! <laughs> This past week in politics, we saw some big names added to the Democratic presidential field and a still unfolding crisis for Democrats in Virginia. The one aspect of the Democratic race we haven't yet seen is a self-identified centrist or moderate, like a Bloomberg or perhaps a um, a, a Joe Biden. Uh, Those candidates who entered so far in one degree or another uh, reflect the increasingly leftward move of the mainstream of the Democratic Party. Beto O'Rourke has not yet joined the race for the White House, but two new Democrats did get in over the weekend. Both women, Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar, braved the freezing cold in Minneapolis on Sunday. Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren at her official launch Saturday.
Alright, so, as I promised, Mitch sounds like Frank now, because Mitch is dipset, and Frank is, Frank's in. The magic of podcasting. Right. And editing. Yeah, so, um, alright, so before we get into the racist shit, can I just tell you about my personal problems? Yeah. I got issues. Like, I told you- You gotta soften the blow before- (laughs) Yeah. I'm not racist, but- But- Here's the problems that I have. No offense to the people that are supposed to be fixing stuff in the house here that we're recording in, um, but dude, every week it's a new thing. I've mentioned it, it has been. You've had the worst luck with uh, plumbing, electricity at one point. I think electricity at one point, carpet, get, just yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> things that shouldn't be a problem. <laughs> oh my god! So I mentioned it on the last episode that we had. We'd had a leak, so like the studio had been kind of rearranged because I was like, "Yeah, I'm not losing the studio to a fucking leak in the basement." Um, so all that was good, and we had people over to fix it. And like, just dude, when one problem is becomes three and four and five problems, just like, I also <sighs> imagine when you have two children and you lose one of your bathrooms and your one of your sinks, that I've, becomes a, a major problem. I have two two children that shit on themselves all day and i've got grosser stuff going on so (laughs) like it starts out we've got a leak in one of the walls and it's dripping down into the basement this is like two and a half weeks ago now right so that's a fucking problem we also had dishwasher you remember we had dishwasher problem that was also dripping into the basement at one point so you had more water and the basement also the studio where we keep our uh very prized possessions all our fucking (laughs) equipment what, yeah, well, and what's nice, luckily, is both times that we've had leaks, it's on the other side of the, so, like, we've, but still, it's not a comforting water and electricity, not, not my, not my forte over yeah. here, but, <laughs> so, we got the leak in the fucking wall, and, like, I could tell, I can, I have eyes, I can look up and see that, like, two pipes are dripping, so, when people come over to fix it, I say, two pipes are dripping, and they're like, okay, well, it's probably one. It's not probably one. So they fixed <coughs> at first. I'm still sick, by the way. So we're gonna try to again on top of everything else. God damn it! <laughs> I'm gonna try to cut those out, but I'm not gonna get them all. Um, <coughs> so the first day they come over, they fix the fucking pipe, whatever. Get back home from work. I come back downstairs. Oh, guess what? It's dripping slower because one of them isn't dripping anymore. But I've still got a steady drip. And when I say drip, I mean. I had two five-gallon buckets that were filling up within, like, 12 hours or so. So you're emptying them twice a day? Yeah. Like morning and night? 20 gallons of water? That's a leak. Like, yeah, that's, that's, a massive, that's a massive leak. Yeah, that's a problem. So come over. They get one pipe fixed. The other pipe's still, still going. So then I, the next day they come back over. Um, they get that pipe fixed, and it, which creates a leak between two other pipes in between the kitchen and the bathroom upstairs. So now, like, I don't have a bathroom upstairs. They cut my sink out. They cut three holes in my wall and ceiling. Trying to get to all this shit, which just creates more and more shit. And what's great is finally, so it takes a week and a half to, like, get that problem solved. Now we're at a point where the bathroom is stripped. There's nothing in it. There's no lights. There's no fixtures. There's nothing. There, there's a hole in the wall that they are that they've got a fan in that they are drying, and this has been going on for a few days. So like, okay, we're getting closer. Yay, we're getting closer to, to that have magical it. date of like having can, my having my fucking bathroom. Not back. having to walk upstairs when you want to pee. <laughs> right. Yeah. So this is like this is my. I'm I'm super excited. Right. We're getting there, and then we go and we're we're washing dishes. 
hit the garbage disposal and everything shoots from the kitchen into the hole in the wall in the bathroom all over the bathroom floor <laughs> now the inside of the wall is all fucking wet again i'm i'm mopping up shit like dude this has been this is two and a half weeks of just like all right i i, I give up man i'm not a fucking i'm not a plumber I'm not a fucking carpenter. I'm not any of these things that you need me to be. I, I would almost God. suggest that you're like you have a haunted house, but your ghost is like the ghost of Jim Belushi. And he's just <laughs> fucking with you. Just... Yeah, something. I don't know. This has been this has been an interesting couple of days. So now the the bathroom has been mopped up, and I think we're like at a point where the bathroom's getting put back together now. So that until that's the good. toilet falls through the just into the bathroom, something, into the basement, something. Just, just oh, man. <laughs> I appreciate people trying to help. That's what I'm saying. I'm trying to be grateful. Okay, so let's before we get into the the story that I kind of teased at the top, let's talk about the Democratic race. When I was talking to Mitch previously, um, we kind of touched on it while we were going through the Green New Deal and and whatnot. Some of the candidates that are running. But there's already quite a large field, and I think you and I are probably more on the same page as far as our personal opinions about the field, um, slightly different than the one that Mitch has expressed already. Um, but yeah, I think you've got the list pulled up. Do you want to? You want to yeah, just kind of so skim start, through it? Let, there's like nine million, so we can. Yeah, take so the this, this too. won't take up. This won't take about a minute. <laughs> so officially in, these are people who have officially declared that they're running for the Democratic. Uh, as nomination of, as of February twentieth, yeah, uh, in twenty twenty. So we have uh, Bernie Sanders, which is a big one. We have Amy. I've never been able to pronounce her last name. Klobuchar. 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 Is that it? Yeah. Elizabeth Warren, Cory Booker, Kamala Harris, Antonio San Antonio Mayor Julian Castro, Tulsi Gabbard, Gabbard, Richard. Ojeda, Ojeda, I think. Um, former Representative John Delaney, uh, author <laughs> Mariana Williamson, and then former uh, tech executive Andrew Yang. Can we get some porn stars in this? <laughs> See, we have everyone but, right? The entire kitchen sink is declared. Like, obviously, a few of these are outside shots and they're doing it for publicity. Book sales? Yeah. But there yeah. Are, I mean, within those, there are like five or six strong names, like. Let's go through some of them. Let's go so, through some. Bernie Sanders is the biggest one that came out. Yeah. Because he also, I believe at this point, has broken the record for the most donations in 24-hour period. I'll be interested when we can get the three of us on at the same time to talk about Bernie Sanders. Because I'll be interested in Mitch's take on Bernie Sanders this time around. I know that he's not he's not going to be a Bernie bro this time around. He was, so it'll be interesting to hear his take. Of on, why he's not now. Or, yeah. yeah, what. Um, but the... But it, personally, if we want to go through the list and just kind of take our, our initial yeah, and, and, feelings. Yeah, and also, like, to say on the list, like, uh, there are a couple people on the list who haven't. Beto O'Rourke, uh, Joe Biden, they're not included on the list. They have not officially announced, but they're very heavily uh, rumored to, to be, be considering yeah. a run right now. Hillary Clinton is being considered, you know, still saying she might run. That, why? I, I mean, dude. honestly, I don't know. I I feel bad for her in a way because I'm sitting here in a fucking basement in St. Louis. Like, bitch, just stay away. For the, for I all think a of lot of people sakes. feel like that. Like, but like, and so like that sucks. If I you're can understand in her from her point of view though. Like, but all like, right, I barely lost. Let me do it again with Trump being less popular now. It makes sense, I guess, mathematically. 
but I I don't think anybody really. Yeah, but we've I mean, seen I we've seen for several years that like the the rules and the mathematics of politics don't fucking matter. Don't always work. They right. do matter sometimes. I mean, I will I will argue that <coughs> polling is accurate mostly. They don't you... they don't matter though if the electorate is defiant. And yeah. the elect- but now we we don't have super delegates with the Democratic. Uh, this is true. Primary. So that's I mean that's my, might be why Bernie thinks he can do it now. The problem that I have, and I think you'll probably will fall close here, is that I think I mean you were the one who said it's me that like they should have already had this figured out. Well, yeah, the moment they lost to Trump, they should have been thinking who's going to run against him in right. four years. Which we were. I mean, we've been saying for two and a half years that like, yeah, Cory Booker, we expected to be on the list. We expected Elizabeth Warren to be on the list. Kamala Harris. Yeah. Um, so Bernie was kind of up in the air. I mean, to me, a little bit about whether he tried to my. Get- so like my problem isn't and this is where Mitch and I disagreed in the last segment is like my problem isn't that there are a few candidates. I don't mind. I missed the days of when a lot of candidates were like eight. This like 20 is the problem. Because it can I remind have- you of the whole like 2016 uh, the GOP 16 candidates and that's how Trump stood out well, and that's how he Trump, was the only one who was different from the other ones let's be honest about the mathematics here when your winning states and your majority sits at like 19% the more candidates in the race the better for you right if yeah. you like for all of them so like all but all they have to strive for each of the 17 candidates starting off in the first primary is like 15% and then they can knock out the the remaining the, candidate. The three yeah. lower the three people that got one percent. God, it sounds so much like a reality show when you like it's Survivor when you describe it that way. But that is true. It's, how it works. It is how it works. Yeah, it's stupid, and that's how Trump won because by the time anybody was taking Trump seriously, the primary was down to like four fucking guys. Yeah. Like, but he knocked them out because it was easy to beat. Fucking, oh my God, Carly Fiorina in new hampshire or whatever whatever like yeah not, you know what i'm saying like I, yeah. take name spe- person yeah name in- person and put them in whatever c- scenario why they wouldn't win and when you've got a handful of people 20 people out of 100 saying well this guy is a celebrity then yeah you can see how and that's the problem that i have with this with the democrats running seemingly 15 to 20 people is that gives us less of a chance to get the good person. No, it does. I will say though, like just to be the fair, you know, we are a democratic Republic. So the idea that there are a number of people, we, we do want options. And I've always been that person who like, I want as many options as I can because it heightens the chance. I'm going to find someone that I actually connect with as a politician, you know? Yeah. Who I think is my, but I do think it dilutes the brand a little bit when the, when the GO or the D, the uh, DNC can't agree right now. Well, or who's the GOP, the really. I mean, that's that's a great point too. It does dilute the brand. Why do you need? Why are there twenty Democrats or Republicans saying, "Nah, my idea is different than this guy"? Like, are any of you on the same page? Are you? Do you represent a party, or do you represent you? And I get it. Like the the American mindset is. No, vote for the best candidate. But nobody fucking does no, that. No, especially we now. We all we're, fall, fall on party lines. Yeah. And fuck you if you... Not me. Bullshit. Yes, you. Tell me the last time you didn't vote for that side. There are a few times, I think, of local elections, but I think the majority of people <laughs> down both the... Just, you know, they down both the valid. Right. 
Yeah. Yeah, you said it wrong twice. Down, <laughs> down vote the ballot. Is that it? Yes, it Bam. is. Bam. Boom. That was good. Um. All right. So let's let's read through some of these. Okay. So we have Bernie we, Sanders. Bernie, Do we have any more we want to say about him besides like besides my personal feeling, which is still no. Like, I he had a lot of support. He's had the most vocal support coming out of the gate. Yeah. Which I think bodes well if for Before him. people start calling me a fucking hypocrite, what I have always said is that the moment that I realized that hit, that Bernie should have been the candidate was the moment that it was too late at the at the Democratic National Committee when he was conceding to Hillary, to yeah. Hillary Clinton. That being said, I did not like him. There was a reason it took me until that moment to realize it because I don't like his fucking policies. Now, I still don't like his policies. If we're going with who's going to be the best person to campaign against Trump, do you think Bernie? Do you think he'd be one of the best? I I think Joe Biden. Honestly, like I think because I think Joe Biden will pull the crazy left because I think the crazy left is going to be crazy against Trump, and uh, I also think that he's going to pull independence and he's going to pull more moderate leftists. I don't like that word, but <laughs> like I would consider myself on the, on the left of the center. And I think that like Joe Biden appeals to me more than any of the names that have been mentioned so far, because I don't feel like he's going to go down the green new deal and the, uh, the, the more progressive yeah. path, yeah. Now, we can argue about Medicare for all, all day long. Like, I've heard arguments on both sides of that that I'm that I'm totally fine with, and I I don't have a position on that yet. I need, to, I need to do more homework on Medicare for all before I say, yeah, one way or another. Because it's a buzzword now, right? Right. It, yeah, until it's defined in, so, in a plan. That being said, so I don't think that Joe Biden – would necessarily write that off because I because it seems popular. I again I don't know. Um, See the way which way the wind is blowing, right? And then but I don't. But I just don't think that he's going to go as far left as some of these Kamala Harris's and the Elizabeth Warrens. And yeah, so just, Elizabeth Warren's actually the next one on the list. So what do you think about her? Do you think the uh, the Native American claiming she was Native American and releasing her DNA. I think that's a hurt her. fucking dead horse. That that is the stupidest. Yeah, okay, she said it, and it's stupid and whatever. But like, is it any more of a uh, is it any, any more controversial th- than um, Trump getting out of Vietnam on bone spurs? How or about anything that Donald Trump, Trump has said on fucking... camera or to anyone in his fucking life? Yeah. Like that. That's... I think it's an interesting way to point out how how. Social justice warriors, quote unquote, or people who are obsessed with PCness, can actually be offensive in their pursuit to be so inclusive. Yeah, you know, well, I think it also is funny that the that it, this whole thing flips the script on the social justice warriors because social justice warriors are typically thought of as liberal snowflakes. That's how they're deemed by like conservatives, right? Yeah. Well, who? Who are the social justice warriors here? MAGA hat wearing people? <laughs> like, well, it's a little interesting to have the the Republicans be like, "Oh, she offended Native Americans, <laughs> but we want the Chiefs to remain to be named the Chiefs because that's not offensive." Right? The Redskins, or the, yeah, the Redskins, or the any of the. We don't like black people, you yeah, know. So just... which, whichever <laughs> thing that they say a lot. Um, Elizabeth Warren to me is also not someone I'm very much interested in running. No. That would be probably my least favorite candidate they have right now. Cory Booker. A, I don't like Cory Booker. I, I don't used like vegans. To, I, <laughs> I know this is a joke, but it's a little bit true. I used to like 
Cory Booker, and then he kind of jumped the shark for me. And we've and it's happened over the course of this show. Um, but like as it became more obvious two years ago that he was setting himself up, it just to me every move felt forced, and, and it so he seems fake to me now. And that to me is what I will say that about any politician. I think if you the the more you put them under a magnifying glass, the the closer you study them, the more you see that they're all manufactured. Well, and for this, it's not even like I didn't even have to bust out the microscope. He just kind of started standing up and he saying, imploded hey, in front hey, of us. Look at me. Yeah. And the real thing, and like I'm pretty sure Mitch would agree with us. Like the one of the real big gaffes of his whole thing was the stunt that he pulled about releasing whatever fucking documents that, that were already that were already voted on by the entire these weren't widely committee. known to be released yet right. and like oh I'm gonna let this I'm gonna follow my sword here yeah no you're not they, they were gonna release it in eight hours and I don't know to me that just made him look like a doofus so, so uh, Kamala Harris be the next big one don't like her either so yeah, I don't for, have uh, as much of a problem with her as California. Fucking, I don't have as much of a problem with her as fucking Brian Kilmeade does, and her fucking goddamn Snoop Dogg, Tupac listening to pot smoking <laughs> ass. But I, yeah, what's interesting is she's kind of running on the Trump platform of draining the swamp. She actually just had a book come out uh, called "The Truths We Hold," which uh, she described Washington as a hot mess. Which uh, that I we can do away with that term. <laughs> but I think she's running on that like. There's still a swamp, and I'm gonna drain it now, and that's gonna be just a thing going forward. That just you to know, me, I like the both I, sides can scream that. I've never believed that in the first place. I don't know who's buying that draining the swamp bullshit, but I mean, at some when they point, say that drain the swamp, out. they mean themselves. Yeah, they're not gonna throw themselves out of a job. No, and they bring in the swamp. Like yeah. the whole the the biggest joke on the Trump era is that well, besides for Trump, is. That his whole idea of draining the swamp, like, yeah, you have fired a bunch of people. They were all people that you employed that you had to fire because of some fucking. They wouldn't scandal. have had a job if you didn't hire them in the first place, right? Yeah. So, so that's pretty much it for the major candidates. There's a bunch of smaller ones, smaller mayors and and senators who are in the first term. It's way too early to say that any of them have a real shot. I don't I think like most of them the, are trying to make a name for themselves. What's the other? The Amy, uh, uh, Amy, Klobuchar. Klobuchar? Klobuchar. Klobuchar. Um, I don't like her either. Yeah, she's the Minnesota senator. Um, we want to talk Howard Schultz and what do we think that he can do? Cause Howard yeah, Sch- so Howard Schultz is the CEO of Starbucks. Yeah, because we already have one pumpkin spice latte in the fucking White House. We need <laughs> another been, one. I, not- I know you've been waiting for that line for like a long time. Oh, man. I've been like, man, when can I bring up Howard Schultz? <laughs> um, nah, dude, fuck. I don't. So the idea would be he would be running as a third-party candidate, an independent, essentially, not affiliated so he would with just any party. bypass the fucking primary. He's rich enough that he thinks he can do it. And Trump has, I guess, set the standard that any rich person can buy their way into the president, and they put into politics yeah. without having to earn the trust that it's goes that along ego, with the lifetime man. of private I can or public save service. You. I can save you from me. Look what I did with Starbucks. I made getting coffee fun again. (laughs) I can make America fun again. Yeah, after you arrested the black people (laughs) just sitting there. I know he didn't do that. He still doesn't fix the – I mean, Starbucks still hasn't – have they solved the transgender bathroom problem? They still do male and female Starbucks, right? I Yeah, I – Then he has no reason to talk. (laughs) Solve that and then come back to me. I just – I my problem with Howard Schultz is I don't feel like – first of all, I don't want – 
I want Trump to be beaten. So I think that I should state that too. As far as all of those candidates that I just said fuck that to, Joe Biden, I would say yes to you if he, if and when he announces like that would Joe Biden would be my guy out of the list of Democrats. Um, but I would vote for any of them in 2020. Like if they came down if, to Trump v yeah random yeah Democrat. I'm I'm done with this experiment. Like I'm ready to move on. You to see, the next yeah, one. you don't think it's gonna change after no, two and a half and, years? And I think I can only at this point like the economic success that he's had, he's had, and I think that at this point he's just I don't I think that he's done any good that he's gonna do. So. But that's my personal opinion. Yeah. That doesn't that doesn't mean so do you, shit. Do you buy the Howard idea Sh- with Ho- Howard Schultz that he will split the ticket and somehow make it easier for Trump to win? I do think that, here's my problem. That's what I fear. I don't want him to do that. Um, I also don't like that his his campaign to me seems to be a lot of well, I'm not that far left. Like he kind of like cites what Elizabeth Warren and Kamala Harris and Booker and those guys are saying, and is like, well. They take it too far, so it he's seems like the, that, uh, the, the anti. He's the, route, he's right? the anti-hero here. Like he's playing the the safe card of well, you know, I'm not I'm not those he, mean Republicans. I'm not almost, Donald Trump. It but almost I'm also seems not, like his his bid was more of a look. I I didn't want to do this, but I see like I have to. Yeah, I can. You know, like obviously my CEO skills will save us. Right, and I think, but I don't know that that's going to play. I think people are. I think that at some point people are going to be like, all right, I'm tired of billionaires that are pretending they can fucking save us. I I mean, I've been saying that my entire life, thinking like, we, I don't think we can have, I'm trying to remember the last president that did not have a college degree or was not born to a wealthy family. I don't think we can, I mean, I think we're almost to the days where we can't have that anymore. Yeah, no. Like, well, you know, it's there, we have dynasties I, mean, I guess Obama, now. you could argue, wasn't born to a really rich family. Right. He was fairly poor growing. I mean, but he was poor is a relative word. Yeah, but I mean, he's still in Ivy League. Ivy League school, yeah. yeah. So there's. But, okay, so as far as the splitting the ticket, I actually wonder if it could work against Republicans here. Because in the last segment, Mitch made the point that, like, hey, I like how Howard Schultz is talking, and I'm looking for a reason to not cast a vote for Trump. Democrats make me, then I will. But if Howard Schultz appeals to enough independents like that, that voted for Trump the first time, that aren't really pleased or they have a bad taste in their mouth that want, that are looking for a reason to not vote for Trump, could Howard Schultz actually work the other direction? Well, I don't want to test it. I guess it depends on how many, what percentage of America do you think are truly independent? Because we know Trump's hardcore base. Is I think like a lot more people fucking. 40, I think a lot more people say. lie about it than. I I believe you're right about that. But like, okay, like Trump's core base, Republicans' core base, eight like ninety percent of Republicans endorse Trump. His core base is like 40 percent. Yeah. And Democrats have got to be equal, maybe a little more. Yeah. Tem- typically, there's a little more Democrats that don't vote as much. So you're thinking, and true independents are less than ten percent. Yeah. So if if, if Schultz well, pulls all of those, I would Trump say, still has a thirty five percent. If the Democrat can't get above that, I can see how he can split the ticket. Yeah, a little. I mean, I can see what happening. I, I would bet you that true independents are probably. I would ten to twenty. That's what my guess would be twenty, but I yeah. think I would be overshooting it. I think so too, but I would say that like at twenty percent, you're including true independents who could go either way at, at any given time, and then. 
I, I think you're also including people who typically vote one way, but who are more open-minded. Like, I think that falls into 20%. I also think that there's 20% of fucking crazy people that are, like, I think there's 20% of the hard right and the hard left that are that are just always going to be on the extreme fucking end. And I think that the majority of the country falls in the middle of that bullshit. The people who on the right are all about fascism and on the left are all about socialism. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm not pleased with the democratic field so far. Um, No, 2020 is not looking like a great, it's looking like another shit show. Yeah. And and I wish we would have learned a lesson from two and a half years ago. But I we don't think that we're going to learn lessons for a while. I think that's not gonna... that's not what we do in America. No, <laughs> uh, I don't know. So yeah, that's that's the democratic field so far. I've got I've not I've got no high hopes. But again, I think that I I think you shouldn't be surprised by the anti-Trump movement. Like I said, I don't like any of these people, but I'll vote for the one that I think is going to beat Donald Trump because. I'm ready for something new. So, yeah. you know. If, if nothing else, just to mix up this podcast. <laughs> right. Yeah, I am actually looking forward to I'm that. I'm curious what's going to happen. I actually, it's been a very steady uh, format so far. Yeah, I think that it's going to get very, very much more fun. Me and you Trump. might start having some fights, which will be interesting. I think we will. We might. We could probably get one in on this episode if you want to. all-consuming firestorm swirling around Virginia Governor Ralph Northam. The governor overwhelmed tonight by calls to resign the list growing over a racist photo from his medical school yearbook, his own explanations adding to the chaos. The image shows one man in blackface, the other dressed as a member of the Ku Klux Klan. Governor Northam first admitting he is one of them in picture, then denying he's in the photo. Tonight, the governor is now asking his own cabinet for more time to decide his next move. A Florida mother now demanding justice after her 11-year-old son is arrested after refusing to recite the Pledge of Allegiance. The incident back on February 4th started when a substitute teacher asked the boy to stand up for the pledge. He reportedly told the teacher the flag was racist and the national anthem was offensive to black people. The teacher then asking the boy, quote, if living in the U.S. is so bad, why not go to another place to live? She then sent the boy to the principal's office, who was arrested for refusing to follow commands, calling school leaders racist and being disruptive. The boy's mother now demanding the charges be dropped. Breaking news in the Jesse Smollett case, a new twist in the case tonight. After those two brothers seen in the surveillance image told investigators that Smollett paid them to orchestrate the attack, where they were seen today. And federal authorities are now asking questions about the letter that Smollett said was sent to the show he's on, Empire. All right, so I guess let's wrap this shit up, right? Um, first off, let's talk about how everything in Virginia fucking sucks. Maybe Virginia should be Alabama. I don't know. Um, white people, blackface isn't cool. It's not, it shouldn't be a debatable. Was it ever cool or funny? Apparently, what, like, 15% of fucking people don't know that it's not cool? Like, <laughs> that think it's okay for Halloween? I think it was the newest, the newest uh, poll as all. So, what's the controversy here? So, like, okay, so Virginia's, um, governor, uh, a Democrat, Ralph Northam, um, so they found fi- pictures in his yearbook, essentially. His yearbook photo is on the left. On the right, there's a picture of a kid in a KKK outfit. 
another kid in blackface. He came out and said, and apologized for wearing blackface, and then he came out a little later and said, the next day. Yeah. And he announced in a press conference that he did not appear in blackface, but he had darkened his face for a Michael Jackson impersonation he did once. Weird way to deny you wore blackface to admit you wore blackface. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, a couple days later, uh, State Attorney General Mark Herring, who is second in line to replace Northam if he resigns, uh, confessed that he too had appeared in blackface at a costume party in the eighties. Did you say not the Attorney General? Not the Attorney General. It's the, the uh, Lieutenant. No, it is the Attorney General. Yeah, the uh, second in line, which I guess we is it he, second in line. Does that mean I after think, Northam or I, no two in line from Northam? Yeah, two in line because okay. the the deputy. Whatever. Uh, the lieutenant governor has been accused of sexual governor. assault by two different women. Right. Yes. Yeah. So the top three people in, in charge of is Virginia like, are with, all within the first couple of days of the initial Northam <clears throat> story breaking. The other two guys both came out and called for his resignation. Oh, but the yeah the uh, and then like, the attorney general and the lieutenant governor. Yeah. Who and then, have them both been targeted with uh not targeted? That's the wrong word. Who've both been um, right. Uh, gnarled in controversy. I Although guess the way to say it. it like it was, Mitch who was like, "Man, the timing of that shit is like." It does seem so weird, right? Like, man, I'm who, almost wondering if whoever, Northam released whoever benefits stuff. from this. We need to look at that guy. Whoever <laughs> ends up in charge, whoever's sixth <laughs> yeah. in line. Like, who the fuck? That's, um, this is the plot of a bad movie. Like that, you could actually take out the twelve people in front of you. Yeah, it's the it's <clears> the um. So, the Frank Underwood thing. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> pushing people Forward in front of pushing people in front of subways. So, um, I just found this interesting. Someone in this article, um, post the New York Times article, posted a list of people who have performed blackface: Desi Arnaz, Desi Arnaz, Fred Astaire, Dan Aykroyd. Uh, I'm trying to go through the ones that I we recognize the most: Milton Berle, James Cagney, Joan Crawford, Bing Crosby, Billy Crystal, Ted Danson, which we'll get into in a minute. Robert Downey Jr., Judy Garland, Alec uh, Guinness. Judy Garland? Stan Oliver, Oliver Hardy, Benny Hill, Bob Hope, Boris Karloff, Buster Keaton, Janet Leigh. Um, I mean, I'm skipping several. The Marx Brothers, David Niven, uh, Lawrence Oliver, Will Rogers, Mickey Rooney, Frank Sinatra, Spencer Tracy, Shirley Temple, John Wayne, Mae West, Gene Wilder, and the Three Stooges. Jesus. So one of my favorite things about what I've been hearing from Republicans and maybe I just know the 15% of people that don't fucking know. Um, they they said face. only Halloween, right? Only Halloween. <laughs> right. It's only, like that, that makes it better. It's like, only okay to be racist if what? you're inside the car when no one else can hear yeah, you. Just, <laughs> like, yeah. That's, that's how it, that's how it works. Um, I, allow, I allow my dress, kid to dress up as Hitler, but only on Halloween. So it's a special <laughs> right. day, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, what I think is funny is that I, like, I have heard the argument, that like, well, how is it okay sometimes, and how is it well context, right? Doesn't it come back well, yeah, to that entire actually, episode? Uh, one on of the uh, like one of the names on this list is Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, he did blackface for Tropic Thunder, right? Which is a movie that no one criticized. I mean, no one really criticized at the time. Even now, during the era of blackface, he's still not getting any flag for it because it was done as a comedic take on it. This isn't the era of blackface. No, no. <laughs> Just in this era of uh, controversial black, right. you know, people being called out for it. Um, I think similar with if anybody watches It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, uh, two of the characters on that show do blackface in an episode. They yeah. they remake Lethal Weapon or they make Lethal Weapon five and six, and they two of the characters switch off doing blackface, doing the the, Mur- the Murtaugh role. 
but it's done for comedic effect. And the, the joke is how these people don't understand what they're doing is racist. Right. And that is the context. Yeah. It, it's the, it's, I think you can tell there's a fine line between something being done out of appreciating the irony and another, and out of done out of malicious intent. Right. Exactly. And it's, it's that, uh, if that ra- line, one of the justices said about pornography, I can't define it, but I know when I see it, it's the same thing with racism. Like, yeah, you can tell when it's being done out of a place of hatred. Yeah. And I think that's where it's unacceptable. Well, and, and I think a bunch of white kids at a prep school dressing up in blackface was not done to embrace black culture in the 80s. We, we know what it was done for. Right. Especially when you're posing next to a KKK grand wizard. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fucked. So one of the things I wanted to talk about, the Ted Danson thing, which I brought up to you, that not a lot – I knew this for years, um, but not a lot of people have. So Ted Danson, right after Cheers ended uh, – he was dating Whoopi Goldberg. Like a yeah. month after Cheers ended, they did a Friars Club roast to Whoopi Goldberg. Ted Danson was like the keynote speaker roasting his girlfriend. He did a blackface routine. No video exists of this, but there is um, pictures. He dressed up in blackface with a big white lips, you know, stereotypical. I think part of the bit, uh, he ate watermelon at the end. I think I've seen a still frame. There, there, yeah, and then there are certain people who were there that like a lot of his bit was written down. There were a lot of journalists there. So he got a lot of flack for that, but it didn't upend his career partially because Whoopi Goldberg came out and said, like, first of all, he's not racist. He's dating me, and I'm a black woman. And second, she claimed to have written most of the act, and she found it funny. So it didn't derail his career. He's on a show right now. It's kind of the whole thing of, like, Stephen Colbert. When Republicans got mad because he said cockholster, and when he was talking about Trump and Putin, and people were well, why is it okay for a liberal to make a gay joke, but it's not okay for a conservative person in the media to make a gay joke well the difference is because we know Stephen Colbert doesn't not like gay people and sometimes even if you don't have a problem with gay people if you come off like you have a problem with gay people that's the I mean I can see a scenario in which Milo makes a joke that is considered homophobic even though he is a gay like he is like the like he's self-hating yeah well like no he's but he says homophobic shit Milo is a shock jock though like Milo says shit intentionally to get people to be like ah what what the fuck like Milo's whole job is to make people uncomfortable right so clickbait yeah in human form yeah that's although not anymore not since he made the pedophile thing um so which good like the world needed less Milo (laughs) so there was like a six month period there around Berkeley where it was like okay this show started out with Milo. Well, so, like, so. getting back to the whole, the the whole blackface thing uh, controversy now, the thing that amazes me more than anything is like, I'm a child. I I grew up in the '90s. I was born in the '80s, so it's a little before my time. I can't believe it was acceptable in the '80s. No, and how the fuck did a school? That's uh, that was one of the no principal saw that and was like, wow, no, that was no one of the arguments that I was that I had with somebody. Um, that was my argument was like, okay, look. The fact that it was more acceptable 40 years ago to, like, be in blackface as a joke, like, is a statement of that time. And they were like, well, yeah, but this did happen in the 70s or 80s. Well, yeah, that is the fucking point. It wasn't okay to be racist. It just was more accepted. Like, exactly. now it's it's still not okay to be racist, and it's less accepted. Yeah. Yeah, you were able to get away with it 40 years ago because people were, were outwardly douchebaggish. <laughs> Douche, douchebaggish. Yeah. Douchebaggery. Have you seen much? Yeah. 
have you seen much from Democrats? Like, because most of what I've seen has been Democrats calling on him to resign. Yeah, they all have. But although, like, at this point, there's no one in Virginia that is that. Like, who the fuck's gonna go in that? The fourth person has just like the the first Republican in line has just been accused of something so it, it's like literally they're just going down the fucking line there's some evil mastermind out there that's really <laughs> pissed off at everybody in the virginia someone has been collecting dirt for years and this is the first domino of many falling yeah this is i man i don't know there's been more blackface stories though lately the the gucci thing the, yeah so gucci released a sweater i if you can call it a sweater no. the ugly piece of clothing is what i think it is do you think that was blackface yeah, i think it was shockingly close enough that I can't believe no one I thought it was I, there, someone has to invent a job that is literally you just sit there and you just think of ways that you could your product could offend people the thing to prevent shit like this the, the thing, whole like the uh, do you think though that so here's here's my thing we live in such a weird time where everything is politically incorrect that is is this was that intended to be blackface I don't know if it was intended to but I think there's like a final. It, it, this isn't people saying, "Oh, it's a black sweater." They're trying to be, bla-, you know. No, but this is something. Like, it literally, this thing comes is, up with a turtleneck and it has out, red, big red lips around. Is the outrage something that people were looking for, or is it something that? It, like, no, it, I mean, if, it, if you would have showed me warranted? that picture, like when I first came across it, I saw the picture before I saw the headline, and I thought it was a joke. I thought it was an onion, like I thought someone made that as a joke. Like, oh, no one would ever like. And then when I saw Gucci, I'm like, there's no fucking way a company that famous. And well, it was that, that many employees would not think about how it's going to be. For me, that's why Stacy and I were talking about it. And my thought, and like my personal opinion, is that designers are fucking weird. Right? They're, oh, God. Like yes. they, Anybody who's they, ever watched a, uh, a fashion week, like, yeah, walk they, down the. They're fucking weird. And I think that what somebody probably did was they were like, uh, we're going to do. No one has a face on their fucking turtleneck. We're going to do that. <laughs> and because they're because they think they're fucking artsy and they think they're cutting edge and whatever. And so they did it. And then somebody out there was like, uh, and I, but to now, me, do you think it would have been more racist up. or less racist had it come in more colors and not just the black with the big red lips? If there would have been a white well, or a to yellow that, or to a that green? point, Katy Perry. Have you seen that story? I Kate, have not. Katy Perry. I don't has, keep up with Katy Perry. Shocker. She has a line of shoes and. They black face shoes. They Tell, are. Are they? Yes. How? Um, they're black shoes with red lips and eyes. In fact, uh, I'll pull them up. Really? But they. Yeah. So, but this is this, the whole thing for me is like, are people just looking for for shit? Or I mean, that seems pretty. Uh, that I mean, I don't know. I, let me look at a picture here real quick because I need to see these things before I comment on them. Look, here uh, we go. God, they're God, they're fucking ugly. I I guess I don't get high fashion. They come in, they come in tan also, so they come in white face. Um, but I mean, it looks a lot like an African mask. Does it not to you? It does. Do you uh, think that that's what it was intended to? Like, I mean, I know. I mean, I don't know what the hell is it, the intention behind. So it basically, was. this shoe we're looking at, we're looking at a leather shoe that is. It looks like a flat and open heeled shoe with a. I mean, it does. This does look more like blackface to me than the Gucci thing. But this, it's got bit, the shoe at the toes has big red lips on it, and then there is a white nose, and then white and blue eyes, big eyes, and to me, again, personally, my feeling. I don't think Katy Perry is a racist, and 
I think this is one of those, oh, did you know Eminem said the N-word back in the day? Yeah, but he's Eminem. How old he is these? Black. Is this like, a new line, thing she's launching, or are these old? Th- no, this is uh, this is relatively new. It just got removed. This was just in the news within the same time I, th- frame. Th- these are the kind of things, like, when I see the picture, my first thought is, like, oh, yeah, you shouldn't have done that. Yeah. I would my not first I would thought have let is, that fly if I don't, if I on the company, thought, I would have. My, that. my thought isn't you shouldn't have done that because it looks like it could be interpreted racist. My thought is you shouldn't have done that because that's ugly. Oh, yeah. And you're not that's... artistic for putting some fucking <laughs> sequence eyes on a fucking shoe. Something you'll learn like, in life. Uh, high-end fashion looks a lot like really low-end fashion. Yeah. Like, my kids could glue macaroni on a fucking and, shoe. And it looked better than... It, it's the same concept. Yeah. Um. So I don't. Know. I don't know if the race. I mean, I don't know if I don't know if I'm able to say what what is racist. Racist is if you to, make other people to feel me, like. To me, to me, it just it's less than the. It, to me, when H and M did the black kid with the monkey, the shirt coolest on, monkey in the jungle shirt. Yes, that to me is a worse call than this. This looks like shitty, gaudy stuff that got interpreted as something. See, but you can only, I can see the opposite argument with like with this with Katy Perry's shoes. The whole design was the shoes with the shirt. They designed the shirt and then they just pick someone, make a commercial out of it, and the the people making the commercial happen to put the black kid in the shirt. Maybe I mean I don't know that that's the way it happened. Yeah, yeah. But like this to me seems more intentional. Or the the Gucci thing, which like did no one in this. I know there are multiple people working on the clothing lines. Did no one think like, hey, this might be considered racist or might just be a – I mean maybe the point is getting people to talk about it, the controversy. Maybe it sells more. Well, I don't think so. There's a whole boycott Gucci thing. Although Floyd May- Mayweather I mean, doesn't give a fuck. He said, I'm going to do me. I'm going to do me. Uh, although like – Do you remember you get the numbers like on that. the Nike thing about like did it hurt their sales? Did it help their sales? How much does controversy – Right. Well, with Kaepernick it actually worked because when they put Kaepernick – on there, they, their sales boosted for like a month and then dropped back to where they had been previously. So, so like, you got them a month yeah. of sale, of good sales. Yeah, <laughs> that's about it. But my favorite part of that whole argument was how people were like, oh, it's good. Their stock's going to tank. No, it's not because guess what? Angry white middle-aged fuckers <laughs> aren't their target market. Do you want to get into Kaepernick now? Yeah, we can. He won. There's really not much to say. About, I mean, have you heard? So I guess the rumors have been how much money he got. Yeah, I was hearing like sixty four million. See, I sixty to eighty is what I had seen. Um, do you take the? Do you buy into the whole thing about like this? So is, basically, uh, this is unequivocally a victory because Tom Brady couldn't beat the NFL. <laughs> I don't know, but like that's, Tom, the, that's the argument I've been seeing. I don't know shit about football. So Tom I'll Brady's leave that up got to, the fucking NFL on his nuts, so it's weird that he wouldn't be able. Although to I think them. a four game suspension is a little different from not getting, you know, right. Not getting hired in two years, but wasn't he, wasn't he supposed to? I'm not a football guy either, but I, wasn't he supposed to be suspended for considerably longer than four? And then it got appealed, and like, so he's still no. I thought won. he appealed on the four on the four days because mm-hmm. he had four days and a fine, which still doesn't seem that much to me. Not for stealing a Super Bowl, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, again, um, but the. Okay, so the Kaepernick story this week is that the lawsuit that he filed against the league for collusion was alleging that the teams had basically the owners had Inspired. gotten together and said we're not gonna we're we're not gonna sign him. Yeah, um, he just settled. So the NFL originally had tried to get it thrown out, and an independent arbitrator had looked at the evidence and said that he had enough that Kaepernick had enough evidence to continue. 
They couldn't throw it out on grounds that he didn't have. I wonder what he had and how he had electronics. It. Essentially, the, the the rumor is that he had text messages and emails, and then he had the testimony of a few people who were saying that. Again, this is all hearsay, but um, that the NFL owners were very scared of Trump. That they had talked to him at some point, and then Trump was quoted as saying, "Like, tell everyone that this is a this is a win win for me. This is an issue I can win on. I'm not getting off of it." So essentially, the NFL was put in a place of angering the president and the person somewhat in charge of the. Uh, the way your your company runs. That's the era that we live in where the president or, threatens you know. fucking Amazon well, and NFL. And I'm and not even, like, my thing to me. California. Like, the point I've heard more that I always buy is, like, the NFL has a long-standing history of forgiving uh, spousal abuse, drugs, prostitutes, guns, violence of all kinds, concussions. They didn't give a shit about their players at all. Until they started kneeling. And yeah. Yeah. To me, that's the word. Like, really, that's the thing that's dangerous in this country? A symbol? That's, like, you want to you maybe really, really make some people mad? That's because of loud, angry, stupid white people. Like, really? I mean, honestly, of all the things to get offended about, what's hurting more people? The concussions that went hidden for 20 years or a guy kneeling? Which to me is also, I man. I'll get. Into, I don't find it disrespectful to kneel. No, I think it takes more effort to kneel than it does to fucking stand up and put your ha- hand on your heart. I don't even like. To me, I don't even care. They even start play, playing the fucking national anthem on TV at at NFL games until two thousand nine. So like, fuck off. <laughs> like I don't. I always, I always I don't, wonder, like, what are you supposed to do if you're like. Let's say the nachos hit you and you're in the bathroom on the toilet. Are you supposed to stand up? He's like these crazy scenarios. Like I, I don't know what the like. Highway. What is the rule with like if you don't put your hand on well, your heart? Are you making a, a patriot and heaven die like cry or something? Uh, like, according to Mitch, you are supposed to. You're making that patriot die again in heaven if you're not standing up in your living room. So <laughs> I don't know, man. I like I've always thought that this story was fucking stupid. I thought the outrage was manufactured. I thought it was overblown, and clearly it is because it was like one year of kind of like bad ratings as a result of it, and then everybody stopped talking about it. I mean, the, the ratings for the NFL have been slipping, but that's just because it's the rating, boring as fuck. The ratings of TV has been slipping because yeah, this this is our generation of pirates we're talking about. Yeah, like, we fucking I still watch TV. I just, it's hard to make money when we're all stealing shit from you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, getting speaking of creeds too, uh, uh, allegiances. Uh, the the do you want to talk about the boy? Yeah, let's talk about that. That's outrageous to me. Yeah. So the story is being a sixty year old boy was uh, arrested. It came to be arrested, but uh, essentially he refused to say the standard and say the pledge of allegiance. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, and that's we- enough. Apparently, I mean, I guess he got arrested for being a disturbance. I guess afterwards it became like an altercation or a. a verbal fight i don't he's a six-year-old boy it's hard to understand like yeah yeah fuck off you couldn't handle that situation but plus has this school never heard of the aclu because if they haven't they're about to like you can't arrest somebody i remember like okay like i'm i'll fully admit my liberal ass went through an anarchist moment at my 13 14 year old that's the second time the anarchy's been mentioned on this episode this is the anarchy that's fucking weird but like i I was a little shit disturber Um, i'm like you and mitch both but i I I was at times out of sheer like you know sheer uh and antagonism that i didn't like i would stand or not say the pledge of allegiance and i don't remember a teacher ever giving me ever saying anything about it no even if they noticed it or someone a kid like i never remember them ever remembering like forcing us to stand up no Pledge of Allegiance is weird to me anyway. Plus, pledges mean bullshit. Ask any Republican that ran in 2016. 
<laughs> pledges don't mean anything. Um, but and I don't know. I just don't know what I'm pledging to. It like uh, the the good and the bad of this country. Like because I'm including the bad, uh, and I feel weird. Like I don't know. I don't want to pledge allegiance to to. I'm thirty. Like. I'm thirty one years old. I will never find myself in possession where a position where I'll have to pledge allegiance again. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm the, I, I don't like, have any classes coming up. I always feel like Newman and Seinfeld. I'm not big on creeds. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't. But the I have a, a really big problem with the idea that like. That that ever should have gotten that far. This is America. Like I you can think as a teacher, as an the... adult, you would just roll your eyes and be like, "Let me explain to you why you're being disrespectful." And if you change your mind, great. If not, just don't be disruptive. Or just like don't say why you're being disrespectful. Like that. I'm kind of. I kind of feel like that's the better way to handle that. Just as a teacher, I would at least want them to give them both options. But like, I'm not going to make you stand. But here's why people tell think the, it's tell the class you should do why that is his right. That's yeah. what you should do. Yeah, like, or whether you turn you su- it into a conversation whether about... Whether you support it or not. That fucking... The, isn't that the ultimate test of the, the greatness of America is to be able to disagree with that person's stance and say, like, this is why he did it. Yeah. That's fine. And still be in the same classroom with yeah. them. And... Unbelievable Because at the end me. of the day, it changes nothing if a little boy stands or doesn't stand. It also changes nothing if he gets arrested other than pissing off a bunch of people. Yeah. Now then, to be fair, there are a bunch of, I call them fascists online, that were like, yeah, good, arrest him. I'm like, you got, like, that's insane. That is, to me, that's insanity. That, like, this is the country where if he wants to, he can walk outside and burn the fucking flag. Like, and we should be okay with that. We shouldn't root root for that. Yeah. I'm not okay well, with the, the flag. Same... But it's the right. Like it's that's the same what makes the country pe- yeah great. But the same right leaning people who would be like, yeah, arrest that boy, if they suddenly made it a law like, oh well, if you say President Obama wasn't born in this country, you're spreading falsehoods, we'll arrest you. They would scream, oh, First Amendment rights. Right. It's the it is the same thing. You yeah. have to. You and like you have to be willing to accept it when it pisses you off. America is not great if we fucking start taking our rights away because we're offended by having rights. Like what makes America great is is those rights. It is the fact that I can go fucking burn the flag if I want to, or I can sit during the during the pledge of allegiance or kneel during the national anthem like that is what that is an example of america's greatness i may not agree with it for that matter then a clan organization is also an example of america's greatness because yeah yeah you might want to specify that a little more but what i'm (laughs) saying the right the right to the right to choose to, to even if you're believing something that's wrong yeah even if you believe in something that's fucking horrible and you're there for bad reason like i'm not the guy that would say we are the three people who a year and a half ago had a conversation about why the the unite the right should have been allowed to be where they were it was handled completely wrong the the police didn't do their job everything escalated but we understand why they had the right to be there that is that is the greatness of this country when you start taking away their right to be there then they then anybody that's can the take away dangerous. your right of being there. that's the greater danger with something like this about making children stand for this kind of thing is right like you're taking away the, the freedom to choose right Pledge of Allegiance, I think, should be done totally different. Like, we, I don't think we should really have one. Maybe I, like a moment of remembrance or something. I understand that, and I'm fine with what it stands for. But I don't like the 
at the very least, I don't think it should be a daily thing that is like it's weird, right? Like it's like daily affirmation. Yeah, like it's it's a moment in of the day where all school children in the United States become Catholic for a second and stand up and talk to you. It's about indoctrination, and I believe it would have started like when we became a world power, World War One, Two. It's this thing about making everyone patriotic. I understand the point, and I understand from like a evolutionary point, this, the nations that do that are going to be stronger because their their patriotism is going to be more ingrained. But we're the same. We're the same people that like then look at fucking state run media in North Korea and China and Russia, and we're like, well, that's fucked up. Like, <laughs> dude, every morning we get up and say like, ah, oh, da 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 da. Like, you can say the Pledge of Allegiance in your fucking sleep when you're a kid, like. When I was in school, I didn't fucking know what the I didn't know what I those couldn't words tell you my meant. blood type, but I can say those that fucking in my sleep. Right? Yeah, you can you can drill things into people's heads. I can't. I'm sure that I could get through the Pledge of Allegiance now. I went to a Catholic school, so I also knew all of the Rosary. That was a fun one. That was whenever you say something like 79 times in a row. I know there's not that many beads, but <laughs> fuck you, Catholics, leave me alone. Um. I don't know. I've said fuck you to a lot of people in this episode. <laughs> if we if we had any fans, we fucking don't now. Sorry guys. Um what else do we have on this? You uh, wanna talk about the, the Jussie Smollett yeah. thing. Um that Mitch had made a joke about it in the last segment. But weirdest story that's like we've had a lot of weird stories recently, but this one just really like from the moment it happened, nothing, it didn't quite sit right. What's crazy is that, like, before I even knew all the details, I had one buddy who was like, yeah, no, that's definitely not how that happened. And, like, every day since then, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I think you're I think you're on to something here, man. <laughs> and now, as of today, he has officially been charged with making yes, a false he's a, report. He's an actor. He's, a, he's on Empire. He's, I believe he's black and he's gay, right? Yes. Yeah. And also very liberal. And but, uh, he was, I guess he was in Chicago at 2 a.m. trying to get a sandwich, according to his, his story. And he was, that was his official story. He was out to get a sandwich at 2 a.m. And he was jumped by what he claimed were two white MAGA hat wearing people who had a, uh, I think, acid and a, tried uh, to lynch a, him? A, a, a noose. noose. Yeah. Was the original story. And then I guess it fell apart quickly because... <clears throat> the two people were found on camera, and they're both n- not white. <laughs> no. They... They're also, I believe, extras. They were, at one point, extras on Empire. And uh, he also, like, didn't call the police. He went home to his apartment and then called the police to report it. Yeah. So nothing about it seemed... No. It, like, like the whole thing. And, like, and then, but then what was even crazier about it is after the initial thing... It, he didn't say anything in the media for a few days as you wouldn't if you had been attacked like you you're you've been victimized you probably don't want to go give an interview about it right now but then when people started questioning it more he did come out and give an interview where he was crying about it and he was talking about like this whole thing and whatever and then as the the over the last week and a half as this thing has played out it is just more holes have been poked into yeah. the well because in the first time i heard that like oh he might have scheduled his or uh orchestrated his own attack my first thought was pizzagate like oh this is a right-wing conspiracy alex jones would say mm-hmm. something like this but then the more you think about it the more you read about it you're like yeah i don't know why two trump supporting who's, white men homophobic are what are fans of empire like, <laughs> I, i'm a liberal and i don't know who this guy is who's walking around with a noose yeah at th- two in the morning 
And who's getting a sandwich at 2 in the morning? Also, if you're going to attack someone, is there not a higher target to, like, go for? And also, like, why would you hire two black guys to be two racist white guys? That's weird. Were they black or were they they Middle East? Okay, they were. Yeah, no, because they've actually come out. Well, they um, were... uh, Were they arrested and then, like... They were questioned, but there's, like, video of them, like, purchasing the masks that they were wearing and stuff. I also heard originally that they were seen by a neighbor in the elevator with uh, Jesse Smollett before the attack. I don't know if that's been substantiated or if it's just a rumor. Yeah, I don't know. I I I mean, it's an interesting, weird fucking story. I also don't know what the motive was. Was it to boast his career? I don't know. That's the thing. The rumor was like he might have been getting fired. Maybe he was trying to do this to get publicity to stay on the show, which might have worked the first day the producers came out and said that he wasn't being which, replaced or again, let Mitch, go. Which, again, Mitch made the point like that that's what you would say. It, oh, yeah, like, of course. If you're Solidarity. The, if you're the network, yeah, no, we weren't going to do that. I get that, but like to me, this whole thing is just like... The risk, like, like what were you going to benefit? The risk is you ruin your career and you go to jail. And, like... Why such a crazy fucking story? Really? Right? right. Like, if you were trying to play the whole I got victimized thing, you took the weirdest route of like, oh, they had acid and rope and two in the morning and sandwich shops. Yeah. And like, we just dude, had to scare of a bunch of bombs that didn't blow up. You could you not have like been a little more inventive? You literally could have just like ran your head into a brick wall and been like, <laughs> somebody mugged me. Like and yeah. called me gay. <laughs> like I don't know if it was an eighth grade way or a homophobic way, but it was weird. Right. Like I mean, it's, like I, I want to follow up on the story when we know exactly what happened. Because still, I mean, we're still saying hypothetically he sca- stages on attack. We don't know. He has been charged now. With he has been charged. He has not been convicted yet. Falsifying so it's still, a police yeah. report. But it's not looking good for him. No. And his lawyer, shortly before we started recording, came out with like a very. To, when I read it, it was like a lawyer that was saying, "Like, look, guys, we know he's guilty, but just chill. Like, it we're would, gonna have a good reason for why he did right. what he did." It, yeah. it was very much like uh, our client um, would like the presumption of innocence through da 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 da. But it, <coughs> excuse me. But it was said in such a way that made you believe that, like, they they see the writing in the wall. Yeah, that they're gonna come out and say, like, well, this is. He was having a mental breakdown, or he was like something like that. Like yeah, but I don't know what. Like, there's too much planning to go into like temporary insanity. This is way too much planning. Well, I don't. If, th- if it happened, I don't think that they need to. He didn't murder anybody. They don't need to go for insanity. Like, not temporary insanity just, in that way, but temporarily out of your mind. Temporarily not. They could just say like, but it doesn't need to be that for him to like snap. He just needs to have like a panic attack. Like it well, yeah, but have how, but, the, be, but the more planning that goes into it, the more that it's it's uh, that it falls apart. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. So. The, uh, and the well, the more that I think a jury is not gonna like, they'll. I think a jury is more willing to accept someone well, snapping over gonna, one night. He's but, not gonna go to jail for this, right? Like, it's yeah, I think he would. For filing false, a false, filing a false police report, staging a false. Yeah, I think you. I think you would. If not probation, I think you would serve some jail time. He's a celebrity. I mean, ironically, Kinda. I think you're, he'd probably end up serving more jail time than most of the white collar criminals that we've covered on the show, <laughs> and who serve four days and, and fucking get Michael out. Michael Cohen. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I. I don't know. That's such a weird fucking story, though. The whole, like, I, what I'll be interested in is not so much what the lawyers have to say about it, but, like, the reality. Like, what was the motive? Because at some point, he'll. Like, I want to see I, the Lifetime movie of the week. The, yeah. The, the, the Jesse Smollett story. Yeah. Starring Melissa Joan Hart. Because right, just, why not? She's in all of them. <laughs> so, um, is that it? 
I think that's about I, it for yeah. Yeah, I think that's it too. So, um, all right, cool. Well, remember to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at TDAP2017. You can get episodes bi-weekly-ish on uh, iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play and all that good shit. You can I'll, I'll plug it again. Remember to check us out on Body Slammed as well, Frank and myself, um, as well as our buddies Tyler and TJ. That is also available on iTunes and all of the yeah. rate, oh, review, yeah. subscribe to to both. Yeah, um, yeah, and get as much branding in your life as you can. Yeah, that's what that's how we do. So, um, until next time, here is your alternative fact of the week. Thanks, and don't wear blackface. And, and don't don't. Do I, don't have to, I can't believe I have to say that, but don't do that. <laughs> Fuck you, white people. Just <laughs> stop fucking up. All right. Dear white people, <laughs> stop. I could do the wall over a longer period of time. I didn't need to do this. a penis (laughs) as in like i've identified a penis